Hey, yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ to Roll podcast presented by DJ City and BeatSource. This is the special LA edition. The Roll podcast is taking over BeatSource offices in LA. We're back. We're here for the week. You know what I'm saying? And we got a special, special guest. But before we get into that, I'm your host, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never here. Yo, yo, what up? We got DJ D-Miles. What's good, what's good? We got Jamie the Great. Yeah. And we have a West Coast radio legend in the building. You, you know, he's he bouncing around everywhere from, you know, Arizona to Las Vegas to Tampa, Florida to L.A. Yep. And, you know, he's entrepreneur, soon to be, I don't know, have maybe a multi-million dollar shroom business, you know, around <laughs> What did Brian Sampson tell you? <laughs> <laughs> we got bootleg Kevin in the building. Yes, What's sir. Good? Yes, sir. Yeah. It's finally, we finally got you on here. We've yeah, been trying man. to uh, work this out for a minute, man. Yeah, you guys are dope, man. I think... um what I appreciate about what y'all are doing is it like really pushes the culture forward, you know? Mm. You guys have been doing it for a long time. Yeah. yeah man. So I've been a fan. You guys have been killing it, man. Really? Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've, yeah five, you guys have been around. I feel like I first heard y'all doing this like more five years ago, maybe. Yeah. 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 He, fo- he followed us before we had a thousand uh, follower count on Instagram. Damn. I remember I was like, oh shit, Bootleg Kev. Yeah, it's a dope, uh, dope podcast, man. And you guys are like, I'm, I'm sure there's other DJ podcasts, but I don't know of them. So you guys are doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few days. Spiders got one. But I think there was a trend where everyone was like trying to do a podcast. Well, you guys are doing it before that trend. So yeah, yeah. yeah a little bit. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I think before. we were maybe one of the first like kind of DJ, DJ podcasts. Right. For like DJs about like exclusive, like exclusively like DJ shit. For sure. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's dope, man. You guys are killing it. That coming from you, that means a lot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's cra- it's crazy because like the followers on Roll Podcasts are starting to like exceed my followers. Mm. So I like it when I create like if I can create a brand and that the brand exceeds your followers right. and you know you're doing something like it's kind of like a good like oh shit we're doing Speaking of brands you created whatever happened to new why did you guys stop doing the clothing line <laughs> in the store in Vegas? Oh man yeah. all the gear was hard I still got like a white security jacket with like purple purple font on it Oh I, shit! I bought on sale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never. When I lived in Vegas back in the day, I was poor as fuck, so I just waited for shit to go on sale. Black Friday, baby. So I'd be like, "Yo, what, news got a sale? They got that rack with 20, 20 yeah. t-shirts or whatever." I had to get rid of it, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I did like ten years, but it was like a hard ten years. It was like pause. It was like right. It was just eighteen hours a day juggling hey, man, DJing. Big and everything. deal in Vegas, though. Yeah, that was like it a, was. Yeah, it was. It was like yeah. you guys in that uh, weird shop in uh, Mandalay Bay. Oh, oh uh, Sweet 360. Sweet 160. Yeah. Sweet yeah. 160, yeah. They had some weird clothes in there. They're like Evil Knievel's like clothing line and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but they were like one of the first sneakers, sneaker, sneaker shops in uh, Vegas yeah. that had like a tier one account, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the main thing. They had that one shop in Summerlin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they moved to- Wasn't that the first one? I think that so. was their first yeah. one yeah. ever, mm-hmm. yeah. And then now it's like Feature. Feature is just- Yeah. They have like-, like Feature three, crossover, four. undefeated. Yeah. There's a few. Yeah, there's a few out there now. Swish, uh, my boy Swish just opened up out there. Swish Studios just opened in a fashion show. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, shit. But the, what's that other? The Culture Kings? Yeah. All Culture, Culture Kings. Kings is all there over there. Necessities. Urban Necessities. Yeah. Everybody's got a fucking sneaker store in Vegas yeah. now. It used to not be like that. Yeah, you, you were not. You, only Undefeated. Uh, very few, few. Yeah, Undefeated was a move, man. Shout out to Undefeated. They were coming out early, too. I think they moved out there 07. Mm-hmm. 07, 08. Yeah, I used to. Yeah, my guy Cam used to work there. Shout out to my guy Sean Rose, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're, you're originally from Arizona. Originally, yeah. Originally from Arizona, but you did radio. Uh, all over the place all over. but i was in vegas uh 2010 to like mid 2012 so like early like two and a half years 
But like you, you focus on being a radio personality. Do you do do you ever DJ once in a while? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, like when I lived in Vegas, it was kind of, um, it was around like the LMFAO, Lady Gaga, Pitbull era. Yeah, like the EDM was. Yeah, EDM, EDM yeah. was taking over. It was right. like late late two thousands. So at that time, um, I was like doing like Koi in Planet Hollywood. Mm. Um, and doing like a lot of like shit like that like I never really um, honestly like politicked enough or gave a fuck enough to kind of get in the mix um, but like really for like on the DJing side yeah I've been DJing but I DJ like the the hood spots you know what I'm saying so yeah. like I, when I was living in Tampa you know I had like four or five nights a week but you know I, I kind of do what I do you know what I'm saying like I kind of have never really tried to like play the dj game but you've too. always wanted to be on radio that's your shit right yeah but i also did the you know I, I mean i still do the club thing you know but like you know for example like living in la you know it's like it's like some of this dj culture it just kind of turns me off because i'll be in la <laughs> and i'll be like okay we're in la so when i first moved out here i moved out here in 2017 and i found out with some like what what you would get paid to dj out here and i was like really in LA? <laughs> it's pretty And sad. so once I found out how much like a lot of these LA DJs will get paid, uh like what what is the what's the like five hundred bucks or something, right? Right, right, right? Like to do like Playhouse or something, right? And that's a that's that's a top tier club. Right, right, right. So I'm like, you know what? Wait, wait, they were paying motherfuckers five hundred at Playhouse? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like I, I just didn't think it was like worth my time to like worry about like, you know, networking with promoters and DJing too much where i could go to san diego and do like flux and make like fifteen hundred dollars for two hours and not worry about like all the like you know just la shit you know Mm -hmm. or i could go back home to scottsdale and make fifteen hundred dollars for two hours so it's like you know for me it was like working smarter not harder and like i just never i just don't care about like I just this this you know you know what it is. It's a cool guys club. It's a lot of forty uh, five year old motherfuckers. Eat, you know they've been hanging out for the last twenty years together, eating sushi. The the gatekeepers. You know what I mean? You not, you, you have, <laughs> yeah, right, so buying sneakers together and cool toys and shit. This, that's just not for me. You know, very like, specific. <laughs> you had flux when it, it became a hood spot because in the beginning they were like kind of EDM. Yeah. So uh, shout out to my guy Jamie Stacks. He still owns F six out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was doing F six and flux. Like kind of like back to back when I'd go out there, um, but yeah, F six been around forever too. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Spot. Shout out to Jamie because uh, you know F six has kind of outlasted everybody, and that's yeah. kind of like known as like a more hood spot. Um, but yeah, for me, like uh, you know, I'm just so the just you know just like the DJ politics just is it's just a a world I just don't care. Yeah, about. but you on you know what you you're on radio like the politics. Yeah, but that shit also that doesn't shit. matter. Yeah anymore to be honest what the politics no no radio oh no 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 you're talking about radio politics oh yeah. for sure yeah yeah it's thick so so for me it's like okay i'm it's already dealing much, with yeah. radio politics it's too much yeah i don't want to go deal with like the old guy dj politics of, yeah. of la you know what i mean because <laughs> we have a we had like a rule after like we had a, like a bunch of radio djs on right and when we had a rule there's just that we can't get like a straight answer well because they're all full of shit <laughs> well i mean they it is just they don't want to talk like you it's know because they're all fucking full of shit and they're also like but why are you different i don't i don't work for anybody yeah so i just don't give a fuck i mean, I mean listen <laughs> I'll, I'll do respect to all the radio guys but like um yeah i don't know man you know 
And, but you got to clarify what you mean. Let me say this about you guys, nobody. right? Yeah. So what I appreciate about you guys is I think a lot of people in general um, are very, they're very self-centered in their journey in this music business. Mm -hmm. Even if you're a, a radio DJ, a club DJ, whatever, right? Right. Like there's not a lot um, to like, there's not a lot of shit. Like to me, you guys starting this podcast was probably at the time not a very lucrative idea, right? It was like, no. we love this shit. We want to push the culture. So how can we push the culture like that we love? Let's let's no. let's put DJs on on. Let's try to share game with other DJs. To me, that's like something that a lot of people don't do, right? So I think that on the radio side, there's it's it's every position is like dying. Like there's like mix show DJs are the first things to get cut from the budgets. Mm. Um radio in general a lot of positions are being eliminated mm -hmm. so like now if you're still in radio you're like just holding on like you're like not trying to help nobody out or put because you're worried about yourself because this shit is this shit is a rap low-key you know what i'm saying so for me i currently do a syndicated radio show i got let go from real 92.3 in december of 2020 for budget reasons which a lot of people did. Shout out to everybody who's dealt with um like after the pandemic? During yeah, the, like during the pandemic. During the pandemic, yeah. yeah. A lot of people um got let go. Um but I had started up my so in obviously pandemic but, happens in March. But go. not a lot of personalities get let go, right? Kinda, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. There's not I mean maybe not maybe not that like maybe not in the markets you're checking for. But like it, across the country? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh my God! I think yes. there's a saying: if if you haven't been in radio, if you haven't gone fired or something like that. Oh yeah, I've been fired. I've been fired a lot. <laughs> I want to I want to talk about some of those. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I got the most epic quit my job story ever in Vegas at Hot 97. Five. <laughs> I, I, I want to hear this story because I. But we can get to that later. But yeah, let's talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, where are we at right now? I'm fucking lost my train of thought here. We're, no, we're, so so I was saying so I got let go in uh, December, right? But the pandemic had started in March. We had, uh, me and Head had started doing our show from home, mm -hmm. right? And everything was on Zoom or Insta. There was all these trash-ass Instagram live interviews right, you right, guys right. probably remember. Uh, so everybody, every fucking label had every artist sitting in front of a fucking iPhone doing interviews all fucking day. And, and, and it was like the quality of content was so diluted. And I had just opened a recording studio in February of 2020. Bad timing because the pandemic happened a month later. Mm. So um, I decided around May to just launch my own shit uh, podcast it, that, that was separate from the radio station. Because I was like, well, shit, I have a studio. And at the time, iHeart had very strict rules on nobody was allowed to come into the building. Yeah. So you couldn't have physical guests, right, right. right? So I was like, well, fuck, I got a studio and I don't give a fuck. I mean, if I catch COVID, whatever, you know, I'm fucking healthy, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm gonna be the place in LA that don't shut down. And has fucking guests. And it worked out. So I I started the podcast in June. And so by uh, December, when I got let go, my podcast was already making more money than I was making at the radio station. Because of the YouTube and shit. Because like of the that. YouTube and the sponsorship money I had was crazy. It still is crazy. It's crazier wow. now. Yeah, you got like 200,000 subscribers. Yeah. Right and that's Over. since, I mean, yeah. And, and like, obviously, you know. <clears throat> We've we've been building it since June June twenty fourth I think was our first episode of twenty twenty, but so when I got let go I was like it's all good 
Right. I had already had this idea to do a syndicated show. So I was like, okay, I kind of understand where the business is. The business of radio is declining, especially considering the pandemic. The first mm -hmm. thing bu businesses, corporations cut is advertising dollars and radio stations exist. They thrive through advertising, right? So I was like, well, if I create a syndicated show um, that is like a solution for all of these radio stations across the country that right. need shows because they can no longer afford to pay their afternoon guy or their night guy or whatever. Instead, they put my show on and they give me commercial inventory. And then my company I work with, United Stations, sells that inventory and that's how I get paid. So, um, so you're basically like, since the pandemic, you're creating your own content, you're putting up all the money, the recording, and then you're basically selling this product to all of these radio stations yep. that don't have DJs anymore because they can't afford it. They can't so afford instead, it. right? It's so the way, the, so you got to understand. So like every radio station has inventory. Mm -hmm. So inventory is not selling out anywhere anymore. So for me to come through and be like, hey guys, I need three minutes an hour. And you don't have to pay your night jock or your afternoon jock or your morning show, whatever. Right. Just give me three minutes of inventory an hour. So then it's up to me to take that and turn it into money, mm -hmm. which is where my, uh, my, my, my syndication company that I partnered with, they handle selling all of my barter. So basically the, the radio station's playing music for like 55 minutes yeah, or 50 minutes. Whatever so, it is. Right? Probably about 50 to 48. Yeah. yeah around 50 minutes. But they need someone to talk. Like right before commercials or every hour of the. 50, well, they kind of right? need content, right? Because right. at the end of the day, you know, what separates what separates a radio station from your Spotify playlist? It's the personalities. Yeah. So they need that, and what we provide also is social media content for them. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing that these radio stations cut. And you and you have your whole team working. Yeah. To do all of this shit. So, so like, right. So we have. So like my, that's where the podcast and the radio show, one hand washes the other. Cause I'm doing, you know, three interviews a week at minimum. Mm -hmm. So every, every day I have content I can post on all these radio stations pages yeah. and their rate, like, like their social media is hurting because a lot of these radio stations, they, they call them skeleton crews. It's like one dude. <laughs> and it's like, he's the program director, the music director, some of them, not all of them, but like, right. but you know, social media teams get cut. The uh, it's like one person handling like six stations, and they're not. No one in the building is creating original content, so they're posting like, you know, random pictures of like fucking Drake or you know, just some like real generic, very like, gossipy shit that doesn't work, mm -hmm. right? So it's like cool. Now I not only am I providing to you a radio show that you need, but I'm also providing to you a social media social media content that you also need right. because that helps the station, and you know, so we we kind of like help on multiple fronts. Um, and yeah, it's been growing. You know, our biggest affiliate is LA Real ninety two three, the station that let me go in December, brought me back less than a year later as the <laughs> night show. <laughs> so you know, and and that's that that's you know speaks to like a DJ Ao and Doc Winter. Like I wasn't like somebody who was like fired. I was somebody who was like a product of a company wide cut Lay layoffs. Right. So they're you know yeah. I didn't take it personal. When I got mm -hmm. let go, I was like, this is great. My wife was crying. I'm like, well, this is amazing. I was like, now now we don't. Ha I don't have to go to the fucking radio station every day for six hours. I'm about to turn up. Like, I realized how much money I could make with more free time during the pandemic when we were doing our show on Zoom. Because me and Head would knock our show out like 2 p.m. every day, take an hour. And I'd be like, shit. 
Now I don't have to go sit in a studio for seven hours. This is great. It opened up so much time and I was able to turn that time into just other shit. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm doing now. Like I can do my radio show from anywhere. I record it the day before it runs. And I, sometimes it's in a hotel room. Sometimes it's in my studio. Sometimes it's in my studio at home. Sometimes it's at my parents' house in Arizona. Sometimes it's wherever, wherever the fuck it's at. You know? How many how many stations are you uh, syndicated now? So now we're about to announce uh, our 16th, 17th, and 18th stations wow. on Monday. Damn, wow. Yeah. That's great. Wait, so like you're getting paid from every station, like kind of like yeah, every getting, day. Yeah, for sure. It's like royalties like just coming in. Yeah, so essentially... I have, I'm I have a network that my uh, I I pay a company to go sell my shit. Mm. So the bigger my network is, right, the more money they get from me. So now I got three new stations and X amount of audience added to that network, X amount of minutes in prime, whatever. So now I I make more money. And you're doing this independently, right? Yes. It's crazy. I mean, I got some fat Filipino fuck named Brian Sampson who helps me. <laughs> we all Shout have Sampson. That steaming pile of dog shit. I'm, I'm curious about this because, you know, some motherfuckers have been approaching us to do kind of similar to what you're doing. Right. But to start it with like one station. Well, weren't you guys? Well, no, I don't want to put your guys' business out there. Didn't they approach you guys about doing something at yeah, yeah. You guys would be better than other syndicated weekend shows out there. I don't know. Yeah. Like we just, I just curse too much, and we, we're, you know, we. <laughs> I mean, but it's shit, pre-recorded. You know? Yeah, so it doesn't matter. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I might talk to you a little bit more about that. But the the reason why he approached me and he, he was thinking it was possible was because there's no new radio personality. Yeah, like, so there's no matter. young, there's no young motherfuckers that are like. I want to be on the radio. Like, I want to, be, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's it sucks. I mean, and it doesn't necessarily suck because at the end of the day, everything is uh, relative. Like, you know, people don't want to be on TV anymore. They want to be YouTube people, you know? Right. Yeah. It's the yeah. same shit, man. So it's like, radio is still an important medium because it's free and it still reaches the most amount of people collectively mm -hmm. as more than any other audio platform. It's just that it's the impact of those listen. It's a lot of passive listening. It's a lot of getting to the Uber shit's on. Right. But the, the one, the advertising dollars have shrunken a lot just since the pandemic. Well, um, the, the biggest problem is that all the revenue and all the, all the listens are coming from some type of vehicle, right? Transportation. Right. Or, when, yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Cause right. like, I don't know anybody who streams radio stations no. besides like radio nerds. Yeah, <laughs> like normal people. Yeah, I have apps and shit. Bro. No, like I, I'll listen to like Funk Flex, or I'll, yeah. you know, I'll listen to shit like that. But, but I'm like also like a fucking radio geek. So like I'm like, oh, I want to see what Flex does. Let me tune in on a Thursday night because mm -hmm. he's mm -hmm. he's fucking breaking new records and he, right, you know, he's Funk Flex. You know, mm -hmm. so you know, but there's not a lot of people that are doing that. So you know, it is still a huge medium. For me though, the uh, business of the medium is changing drastically which is kind of why i'm doing what i'm doing because i'm trying to take advantage of where the business is going mm -hmm. um how long do you think radio has it's not going to go anywhere i don't think it's right? ever going to go anywhere i think eventually it's going to be how the uk is so they got like the bbc that's just everywhere mm -hmm. and they're just like bbc one i think eventually there'll be some form of that more just like nationalized radio and I think it's already kind of getting there a bit, but there's always going to be a place for local radio. If you're a sports fan, 
you know, like me, I'm an Arizona Cardinals fan, you know, which is a terrible idea, but I am. <laughs> um, so like I listen to, uh, I'm a Suns fan too. So I always stream uh, Arizona sports 98.7 in Arizona, like almost every day. If it's like some shit going on, then I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to hear what the fuck's going on. You're the only motherfucker that I've talked to in a long time that listens to like, I don't know, maybe other radio motherfuckers listen to more radio, but you're actually listening to radio. I don't listen to radio uh, in my car besides p- sports talk or if like f- I think Funk Flex is going to do something cool. Um, otherwise, I'm on some I'm on sports. I, all I all I listen to like legit yeah. is sports talk podcast, Bill Simmons yes, yeah, yeah. and fucking Joe Rogan. Because the reality is, is no one's really listening to, like, uh, on their phone, no one's listening to a radio station unless a clip arises. Right. I mean, listen, show. I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm fucking... And you got a lot of clips. A lot of people are like, yo, uh, it's so bad to the point, like, I don't listen to radio, like, mm-hmm. whatsoever in terms of, like, I just don't listen to radio. No. You know what? I can't front. Um, when I was in New York for the holidays, I was listening to WBLS. Really? Yeah. And it was, like... That was like the best radio I've heard in a legendary music. station. Yeah, and they was playing everything new, old, every all genres and music. Oh, for sure, they're killing it, dude. Flex is yeah. the uh, mix show coordinator there. I think. Yeah, yeah, he is. Oh, so when I got back to Vegas, I've been listening to BLS on my um on, on your phone. App. Yeah. yeah, wow. See, and that's the, the kind. So that's the kind of shit where you're like, oh, what's the difference? And the difference is th- those DJs. Those, the, the programming smarts of whoever yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like oh shit this is just something dope to throw on and there's very few of those type of radio stations to be honest you know what I mean so like there are stations like that you know what I mean I, I remember I would come to like uh, LA when I was like and when I moved to Vegas in like around 2005 right I'd come to LA and you know like motherfuckers would pick me up we roll around I listen to the, to the radio it'd be way better than Vegas it is well. well yeah, I know. Uh, see, I was gonna say it was like some of the worst music I ever heard. Oh, like, <laughs> I mean, was this recently? No, this is two thousand. Well, no, 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 no. Like, 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 look, look. To be one hundred percent honest, like there was not a lot of competition. So, Power one hundred six. Yeah, legendary radio station. Great people. Over. You always wanted to be there. On Power one hundred percent. Always. Yeah, for sure. How did you never make it there? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I saw an interview you did, and you talked about this. <laughs> I don't know if you want to bring it up, but <laughs> so I had just heard essentially because I I applied the fucking I applied my ass off there every time there was an opening, I had people speak up for me in there. I just heard that like uh, essentially this and this might not be true, so I don't want to put this on. But I had pretty much heard like, yo, if you ain't Latino, you ain't getting hired at Power One. Wait, you're not Mexican? No, I'm white as fuck. Bro. Oh, I think it's Canelo's cousin, bro. <laughs> nah, nah, he nah. looks like uh, <laughs> he looks like Four Color Zach's big brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Eight yeah so, <laughs> but no, Power One Hundred Six obviously was always kind of like the standard, right? Where yeah. like I always wanted to make it to Power One Hundred Six because I'm a West Coast kid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, you know. Uh, Shout out to Felly Fell and the Leakers and at the time, well, now Big Boys at their best station in L.A., Real 92.3, obviously. We're smoking them. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, you know, you grow up and that's like kind of the goal. Yeah. It's like, I want to be on Hot 97 or Power 106. Yes. And so I think that um, there was definitely a period of time where Power didn't have any competition in the market. Yeah. So it was a lot of... Amen says this best. Shout out to Amen. You would listen to Power 106 and there would be like what we would call like the Power 106 version of songs getting played and shit. And they don't always be like, you know, them real like corny ass like remixes that you would get off of. Uh, yeah, shout out to DJ City. You know what I mean? Uh, or or wherever other fucking 
pool you'd be a part of. And that'd be the shit you'd hear on Power 106. It'd be like the up-tempo, double-time version of every fucking song getting played. Yeah. And it'd be like, dude, <laughs> just play the fucking record. How it's meant to be played. So then Real 92.3 comes and just shakes the whole fucking city up. Yeah. It's been seven years since the station's been on, about to be eight. And for like the la- I mean, dude, it's the ratings are really, I mean, it's bad over there. You know what I mean? Well, that, what he's talking <laughs> about, power. I, I actually, Jamie kind of- You know what I'm talking about, right? I lived through yeah. it. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, I lived through that. I would listen and it would be like a specific like Lakers version of It would just song, be like or, a lot of like fucking- no, it, like, was, it was at a point, it wasn't where hip hop lived, it was where hip pop lived. Yes, where so, hip hop lived. The yeah. pop, hip pop, because it was all remixes and it was all- and and, uh, and it was working for them. No, it was, yeah. It By was, all means, right? The, the so G6 like, song did not stop playing. Shout out to Far East Movement. My guys got paid, man. Salute yeah. to my guy Kev yeah. and Vermin and those guys. But that kind of shit was definitely... It was just up-tempo. Yes. And it was like, okay, well, this is this the hip-hop station or is this like the... It was, it was a weird time, though, right? It was yeah. a weird time. It was a weird time. It was, to be fair. Because a lot was, of stations it, were doing that. There was a, But it was also... But it was, the, it it was, was like... Sorry, correct. Yeah. It was like, you don't know if you were listening to Power or you were listening to uh, Kiss FM. True. Because it was so alike. But there was a line in the sand at that point. So like even with DJs in nightclubs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like, know. Are, are you going to stay with hip hop? Mm-hmm. Or you gonna Shout call- out to my guy Franny. Franny. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Only motherfucker in Vegas Hashtag that I no knew. Idiot. That was like, I'm over here and we're at fucking. We're staying hip hop. We're, we're at Crown hip-hop. Nightclub at, at the, the Real. Or- Come Oracle. and see us. <laughs> at the Oracle <laughs> drinking a Long Island Ice. Oh, we strip hop. You no, know what I'm saying? No EDM. No, we're at strip hop being witnesses to a murder. Strip hop was <laughs> serious. Yeah, but it's strip true. Strip hop was crazy. <laughs> it's like at that time with DJs, with the open format or hip hop DJs at that time, they had to decide if they were going to be For an sure. EDM DJ and yeah. start sure. using CDJs. Especially in Vegas. Yeah. In Vegas, it was like a hard line. Yeah. 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 It was like, you know. Actually, those guys never really fully crossed back to hip hop. That's why I liked, uh, I liked Hayes because Hayes was kind of like a nice mixture of the two uh in terms of like did you like Hayes? i didn't mind Hayes. really did I you ever go to poetry yeah. no I, that was before i lived there oh that's right i think poetry yeah. closed in 09 yeah so right. I, I moved there in 2010 so when i moved there uh fuck it was like hip-hop wise i don't even remember where we were at at the time Dude, it was, I was all do- off strip stuff dog i was doing a fucking club off of fucking sahara and fucking you know where the green door is, the sex club? I do. In that fucking parking lot. We yes. had fucking broadcasting that motherfucker. And that shit. Shout out my guy DJ Pound. That shit was interesting. Is that what you did? The, <laughs> I remember you did a J. Cole interview. Yeah, I interviewed Cole uh, in Vegas was it a few there? times. Yeah, because yeah. I remember you uh, You had one of the only like Cole uh, Vegas uh, first resident. Yeah, he came in freestyle on my show. Uh, over the Nas. Freestyled tour. over Nas. Yeah, that was in 2009. Or, no, that was in 2010 or 11. Yeah, it was 2010. Yeah, and it's funny because he did my show, and then that night we went and partied at Hayes. At Hayes. Yeah. You wow. had like old, like arrow f- footage of the fucking performance. Did he yeah. perform that night? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Uh-huh. He DJed that night. Yeah. yeah. Yo, oh, yeah, you were there. Then. Jamie, <laughs> we were there, right? Yeah, that's when you took me. Yeah, yeah I took Jamie. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, but like Bootleg Kev only had like, it was a weird shit because he had like the only hip hop like radio fucking 
Yeah, those days I was kind of like the only guy taking advantage of YouTube. It was me and a guy named Peter Parker in Minneapolis, and then he, and then and then Rosenberg was doing pretty good with the YouTube shit as well. But like, but I, you were kind of you were leading the way with for that sure, shit. for sure. I just had my dude, Baby Joel, or my boy Ron Dizzle standing in the corner with one of those little fucking flip. Yeah, with the flip camera, it was like yeah. really bad quality yeah. in the yeah. video. But you got. But it. at the time, it was like amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I was like, yo. I was part of this thing called J. Cole Fan Club. and Oh, shit. You're one of those, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your shit was being played a lot there. Yeah. You and Nico Blitz would get along. My, 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 my DJ on my show, he's a fucking, he's said some very suspect things about J. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> but we're putting past, but yeah, all your shit was on that on that forum so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, yeah, Cole, um, Big Sean, Kendrick, all Kendrick, them dudes, yeah. man. Like, I have a Kendrick freestyle where he's rapping over fucking Hail Mary uh, in 2010. Um, it was like you do the freshman cover and then you go see Boulay Kev. No, a lot. Kendrick was on my shit before he was on the freshman cover. Yeah, no, no, back no, in like no, Section yeah. 80, Cole too. No, yeah. way before Section 8. He was like on yeah, the overly dedicated yeah, yeah. shit. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. Um, that was what was dope about Vegas is um, Sharita, shout out to Sharita. She let me do an underground hip hop show. That was a part of my gig. I was like, look, I'll fucking eat shit with this shitty money you're paying me. I just need on Sunday nights. I need to be able to play rap shit. 8 p.m., yeah. So me and my boy DJ Sam I Am and Ron Dizzle. Shout out to Sam I Am. And oh, we would yeah. just edit songs every week. We'd self-edit all this shit off the blog era. Shout out to Two Dope Boys, Shake, Mech, all those guys. And we would fucking play that shit on the radio in Vegas. And um, I wasn't even allowed to have guests up there. So I would just fucking sneak motherfuckers in there after hours because Sharita's a psychopath. <laughs> so, <laughs> No, she really is. Like, super crazy. Uh, so, so, so now we're getting into the Lady G. And Sh Sharita. Sharita. Yeah, no, Sharita was a lady who took a chance. I always got love for Sharita, even though she's a crazy person. She knows she's crazy. She knows I'm not saying nothing out of pocket. <laughs> but she probably has to be crazy. Oh, no, she's, a, she's, a, she's, you know, she's like Putin. <laughs> can i can i say the story because i don't know if this is all the matter all, all, all the way true but this is just what i heard through the yeah, well, how, well, she, how she obtained the radio station oh oh i hear i know what you're gonna say yeah, yeah it's true you want to tell go ahead. It? no go ahead. i'll let you tell so, your story. Uh, apparently she <laughs> i don't want to be the one to tell it apparently she, apparently she was a stripper mm -hmm. and she gave the right lap dance to this dude and he was like i have a radio station do you want to run it Oh shit! So only, <laughs> yo, only in Vegas would that happen. So Crazy Horse Two, yeah. which is still there, empty. Yeah, they tried to reopen it like ten years ago. It didn't work out. I think they just knocked it down. Unfortunately, yeah. Did they knock? It down? I, yeah, they just knocked down one of the Crazy Horses. Like so, from what I hear, RIP. Sharita was a an entertainer. Yeah, and the owner took a liking to her. And when he decided to start, and the, and the owner's name is Will Kemp. Now, this is hearsay. I know Will. Will's Legations. I don't know if this is true or not. I mean, everyone says it's true. But <laughs> the owner of the, of the uh, radio station is a really rich, successful lawyer. Very, very successful. That whole corner that KVG's on, mm -hmm. he owns that corner where McDonald's is at the and Panda Express and all that. That's his corner. He owns that whole fucking corner, right? And he's... Very successful. Uh, so he bought uh, radio stations, uh, KVG and then the other one. I forget the other one was called. Um, and wanted to make it hip hop. So I guess from what I understand, Sharita was the only person that knew the music that he knew. And she, she was there for years. Very, very long time. 
I, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know the dynamics of the situation or their relationship for sure. I mean, they must have had a great conversation, though, right? With that dance for him to be like, "Yo, you're the one to run my sh- my." Could have been a dance. It could have just been they were friends. Right. I don't know. That, right. that, that had to be show. some dance. The rumors are it was it was it was such things. And yeah, yeah I feel like it's just the dance. They had to have been talking about something where he was just like, "Yo, you know a lot about, you know about what the fuck you talking about." Right. So yeah. Sharita, Sharita, you just think that was just the dance. <laughs> and, and he's and like, like, yo, run my station. I mean, so, <laughs> eventually, and he, but the and dance she, led to this to happen. She so. kept I mean, yeah. the job for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually, so first of all, shout out to her because she actually had a great uh, eye for talent. She had Just Incredible there, Franzen. Uh, yourself myself fucking uh, Mia Moore. I mean, dude, she's, I mean. CC, CC, uh, just tons uh, of. Jay Cruz. Cruz. Oh, yeah. wow. I mean, she had like a great like ear for Roster, talent yeah. for sure like throughout the years like I'm like damn a lot of real ill motherfuckers went through that station mm-hmm. and uh, that station changed my life yo he's a smart man he did, you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah no that station did change my life though so shout out to Sharita you know she was probably the most stressful human being I've ever worked for uh, and she, she she could suck at times for sure she was not the uh, the nicest person yeah. yeah but she also you know she also wouldn't fuck you though she would tell you if she was gonna fuck you and I mean that figuratively. Of course. She would be like, yo, these ratings need to get up or I'm going to post your job. Mm. And then she would post your job. Wow. And then she'd be like, hey, just so you know, your job's going on all access tomorrow. Have a good fucking show today. You know what? I, I pray. Damn. That, <laughs> no, I pray. That's what happened. No. That's what that's what happened with Jay Cruz. Uh, at the time, he was going by Jay Noise. And they fucking she posted his. She was, he was doing mornings and she posted his fucking job. And he took that and was like, fuck it, I'm going to go see what's up in L.A. And then ended up doing nights in L.A. Wow. (laughs) I mean, I pray that I'm a businessman that could find talent like a Sharita. Yeah. And put her in a position like that. No, Sharita did a good job with this. Yeah. I mean, she did a she did a Sharita job with the station. And and, and, <laughs> and, and to be fair, it is the heritage hip hop station in the market. Mm -hmm. It was for a very long time, like the cool station in Vegas. So, like, you know. It was a very interesting place, though, man. That was a wild place, bro. That was, there was bullet holes in the double glass. They're probably yeah. still there. Wait, what? Yeah, From yeah. Who? Somebody got shot know. right out front. I won't say who it is. My boy got shot out front. Um, oh. Yeah, it was a, I, yeah, it was a very lively, uh, you know, parking lot there. Yeah, um, and it's kind of hidden, so, you, you know. Yes. <laughs> Wait, when you were in Vegas, who were you hanging with at the time? You were with Franzen? Um, I wouldn't say I necessarily hung with friends and me and friends and were super cool. I'd go, you know, go to his stuff and he was super nice to me. Um, I really kind of kicked it with, uh, shit, my crew, man. I, I, my boy, Ron Dizzle, um, shout out to Ron. That's the homie, man. I just saw him at the bad bunny concert. Yeah. So me and Ron were kicking it tough. Um, and then the Sam, cause Sam's from Phoenix, yeah, too, right? No, Sam's from Boise. So Sam, I am. Okay. And then like guys like, uh, D money and mm-hmm. K player and, um, Mizzy Matt and those guys. But yeah, I kind of like, in terms of kicking it with people in Vegas, that's what I'm saying, bro. I'm like, historically, always just kind of been to myself. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know more than anybody, you guys know, like that fucking Vegas DJ thing was like really like, it, it felt like it was a lot back then. Wait, explain, of, explain. I just mean like, just, just like the fucking, there's like all these like management companies, this is like peak scam artist era, right? Right. There's like uh, every fucking club is owned by a club group and then they got it was their like a people. Click. It was some clicky yeah. shit. Right. And I just was like, dude, 
I'm just trying to feed my baby and I, I, you know, I was getting money, you know what I mean? But I was getting money in my way, but you know, not a lot of money either. You know what I mean? But at that time, like, or there was a guy named Jace one, um, who was like mm-hmm. a fucking sick ass DJ back then. I put him on the air in Vegas cause I was the mix show coordinator. Um, he was like, shout out to Jace. He was kind of like the one dude. It was kind of like in the mix. He was doing, um, a lot of shit at Encore and he did Hyde as well. Hyde. Yeah. So he was kind of my boy who like was kind of plugged into that shit, but I never like really got into it, man. To be honest, like I was just like having fun. I mean, when the ra- like when and Molly Ma, I was with Molly Ma a lot. Molly Ma, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah you I mean, at the Cribble? Damn, Molly Ma was. Oh, yeah. like, was, <laughs> <laughs> that look told us a lot. Oh yeah, Molly Ma was running shit. Yeah, like monkeys and shit. Molly Ma was probably the most, and uh, like I know he's in jail right now for some shit that you know, whatever. Uh, He's like the most selfless dude I ever met. So Molly Maul, I've done a lot, or he's done a lot for me. Never mm. asked me for shit. So shout out to Maul. Molly, that, I mean, he was notorious at that time. Yeah. That was his era. Yeah. I mean, I brought most, either me or Franny brought most of the rappers to his house for the first time. Really? Yeah, I brought two chains over there for the first How time. How did you meet him? Through the radio station. Through One, the radio? Uh, I he met, was a rapper, wasn't he? Produ- I mean, he, he probably was back in the day, but he was a, he's a producer. So uh, He's a producer? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's he, okay. he he produces beats in the way that Diddy makes beats. He okay. puts people together. He had that right. one song with uh, was it Drop Bands on him? With Tiger, no, no, no. Right? He's produced a lot of big records. Yeah, like let's be clear, he's got as a producer plaques for yeah. sure. You wait, can look wait. That so shit I heard about Molly Mall because of Tiger when Tiger was popping. Yeah. Sure. yeah, well, Tiger used to live in Vegas, strip yeah. hop era. Rack City, Tiger was living in Vegas at that time. Yeah, I didn't know that. The first fucking well, I heard Tiger was from Vegas. No, he's not. No, but he's the not. first Rack City video, the first version of yes. that video that was on yeah. World Star was shot of strip hop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh no, Molly, uh I met him at the radio station. Lupe Fiasco was there. And this is when I kind of first started there. And I'm like a fucking huge Lupe fan. This is like before lasers came out. Um and uh I pulled like a random fucking in hallway interview with him. It's still on YouTube. But like Franny's like the plugged up dude. He's like the mafia in Vegas, you know? Yeah. And so Lupe comes to Franny's show. Right. And I'm just like the new kid who just got hired. My last gig was in fucking Boise, you know what I mean? So I'm like, yo, fuck, I ask you three questions on camera. Um, and I met Molly Mall outside. He was in his Maybach or whatever expensive car. And then the next time I saw him, out of nowhere, because I was doing the night show. It was like 7 to 11 or 7 to midnight fuck four hour shifts yeah right not a fucking kvg uh it's like 11 o'clock before i get off fucking mayback pulls up and it's molly mall and he like knocks on the window and i'm like yo what's up bro and he's like hey i gotta take a shit and i was like all right come in man (laughs) (laughs) so i let him in to 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 do his business you know and he was like hey what time are you off i'm about to be off in like 45 he's like come to my house i was like all right and I went to his house, and he fucking gifted me like a uh, a monkey and shit. No, the first, <laughs> no, no, no. But he did, he did. Uh, me and my boy went over there. I think it was me and I think it was me and Ron. And it, mm-hmm. this is not a regular house. No, it's, it's no, a it's probably a compound. His, yeah, his it's crib. a mansion. But the first time I ever went over there, he gifted me like a fucking bracelet that was like iced out bro like he took me into his bedroom pause you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> yo. So he was like giving me a tour of his crib so he was like yo this the, this the house you know this is my closet whatever he's like as a matter of fact let me get you something and he opened up his little jewelry thing and he handed me a bracelet i was like oh shit right. and you just took it wow. fuck yeah i would have never taken that shit i would have been so scared just for letting him take a shit oh my God. nah but Especially like in the bedroom but like <laughs> no 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 Ma- like like let me tell you something molly Ma is 
the most selfless, nice dude ever, bro. Like anytime I ever needed anything, when I was first coming to LA and doing weekends at Real, I'd pull these like missions overnight here and I'd just stay at his house in LA, you know? So like Maul, um, he's had some crazy parties, man. Fuck, his house was lit. Look at his motherfucker's face. <laughs> no, I just think so. going through. Man. I've heard some. I, I don't. I've heard rumors about Maul, Molly Maul. What I would a, say they're uh, they're probably fifty fifty. There's so much untrue shit out there about him, but yeah. some of it's true, you know. I like. Uh, I remember when I came out to Vegas and Molly Maul. First, yeah, I'm from New York, right. so when I hear Molly Maul, I'm thinking you're thinking of the fucking yeah. Yeah, the juice crew, juice yeah. crew, yeah. <laughs> yeah, symphony. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I'm thinking that, and then they're like, "No, nah, Molly Maul, he's like a big ass pimp here in Vegas." He had an, a successful company. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? I, I swear to God, I went to this like two year span. Yo, where I, wait, kept, yeah. I kept meeting girls. And I'm like, oh, so where are you staying? Like, oh, I'm staying at Maul's house. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, he had a good company. You know, there's certain uh, <laughs> services that he provided uh, legally. Right. In, in Vegas. But that, the, I feel like Vegas, there's like more of a trend of pimps. Uh, oh, yeah. The culture out there is lit. Yeah. yeah so I love crazy. it. There's this one pimp who actually lived in my in my condo uh-huh. mm-hmm. he was in a wheelchair it yeah. makes sense and you know what i'm talking about i know exactly what you're talking about he would go to the nightclubs yeah yeah and i think i remember where he would, you live yeah. we'll bleep that but yeah <laughs> yeah oh you were at the fucking stripper haven <laughs> <laughs> you know how many bitches i fuck <laughs> what <laughs> that's where you lived Seriously, that's where he's still Oh shit. Yeah. You're that's, lit. That's what we be caught. That's, yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Yeah, you're in the mix, bud. Fucking I've no, been no. at that 30, 40 times with a bitch. No, oh no, every no. just God bless that place. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that there's apartments there where it's like seven strippers at once just renting out rooms like for two weeks at a time. Okay, so the wheelchair pimp, he lived on my floor. Okay. And you could tell it was his door because when he opened his door, the bottom of his wheelchair would hit the door. So it was like scratched up where the oh, wheelchair no would hit. That's crazy. But, but like, yeah, you would always smell weed on the floor. Yo, Marvin oh, yeah. Rice to run into him in valet and he had like the illest whips. He did. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. I, I saw him smack a shorty at the bar. In this wheelchair. <laughs> in the club, in the nightclub. <laughs> no, Vegas is a, a I, lo- I miss it so much because I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> There used to be this pimp bar called Kelly's Casino. There was a pimp bar? Yeah. yeah. So next to Little D's, so Little Darlings, Just there's like a seven. Wait, you call Little Darlings Little D's? Yeah, yeah. of course. Well, I, shit. I've had many a fellatio. Okay. <laughs> Great place. Yo, yo. I, I heard I heard about that spot. So the only reason I used to go there is because my boy Ron Dizzle was not 21. Uh-huh. So It's 18 over. 18 over. Right. So it's so nude. When, bef- before my boy turned 21. Yeah. We could only go to a few places. Mm-hmm. So we would go to Little D's. I heard that's a low-key brothel, though. I don't know if it is. Because when I was there, it wasn't. I was just pulling bitches out of there. Okay. Um, but uh, it might be now. But at the time, I had some good times there. Yeah. Shout <laughs> to Little D's. <laughs> there's a, a waitress or two there that, and a couple dancers. Uh, Little D's, though. But there's a pimp bar. Well, it's not there anymore. But it used to be called Kelly's Casino, and it was like in the parking lot next door, and they wouldn't ID you. So we would go in there, and you'd stand in this little duct-taped box in front of the door, and they'd buzz you in. Mm, no way. And so you wow. get buzzed in, and it's just a fucking dive bar full of pimps and hoes. Never and heard of this shit. place. And so you'd go in, and, and they wouldn't check your So we'd go there and get fucked up, and then go over to Little Darlings and get weird. 
Yeah. <laughs> Chance to Lil D's. That was the first strip club I went to in Vegas. But, but yo, like really? a, a pimp bar, got to be a little dangerous, right? You got. Oh, like, for sure. You got to be careful. Because we're talking about Las Vegas, bro. I lived in Northtown for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like Vegas is fucking lit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he lived in North, Northtown. Northtown in Vegas is like what? Like Compton? <laughs> I lived like for, for like for Vegas. slumps. For for a few months, I lived. Uh, I lived like kind of by Texas Station, and then I moved. To like Cheyenne and the whatever freeway, but that is off the ninety five. Yep, yeah. yep. And then I moved by UNLV. Mm-hmm. I was right by that's the hood, the huh? Blueberry shit, that Blueberry Hill, Blueberry Hill. I was right there, and then I bought a house off of Craig and the fifteen. Okay, so so my first house I ever bought was in Vegas. It was off of Craig and the fifteen by the Tommies over the Cannery area, right? Yeah, yeah, but kind of by the Cannery, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I lived like off of like a, it was like the last exit before you would go to like EDC or whatever. So, but yeah, no, shout out to Vegas. I loved it there. But yeah, no, the p- pimp culture there is fly. But Kelly's Kelly Casino, fucking ill spot, bro. It's not there. It's, it's not there anymore. <laughs> right? No, nah, but you would you couldn't just walk in. You had to get buzzed in because they were re- bro. I'm telling you, you go in and it's just pimps and hoes. When was the last time you were there? Probably 2011. Oh, it's a little while ago. Yeah, I don't see as many pimps out as much as I do. Well, they yeah. because they're digital, man. Digital pimping, bro. Oh shit. Why would I? Fucking show up and put myself out there. If I got a bitch on OnlyFans giving me half, yeah, yeah, is that how it's respectfully? <laughs> of course, we were yeah, saying we were saying I, I said Andrew Tate shit. I had this theory that because I, I go to the strip clubs with the homies, like after right. work or whatever, but I don't see the same caliber of women. In no, the strip that clubs that anymore. is true. Actually, you think that has a lot to do with like the OnlyFans? I think I do think that is the case because there are certain places in Vegas, high high caliber establishments mm-hmm. that I've been to recently, um, and historically i'd go there and i'd be like the most beautiful women on the face of the earth are walking around here naked and now i'm like hey, it's all right in here you know what i mean so it's a little different now yeah this is a Which, tuesday here. it's a little different now <laughs> yeah because yeah. like dude in the heyday of like certain places out there uh you'd go into some of these vegas strip clubs and you would just be like what planet is this? Right. Yeah. <laughs> From Thursday to like Saturday night. I just like grab these girls and I just be like, what? Why are you here? <laughs> he, he was simping. No, no. I, no, I never simp. Never, never. <laughs> never, never. What never. led you down this never, path? Yeah. No, I just. I you enjoy, could do better listen, than this. There's something about strip clothes I enjoy. I like eating hot wings. I like relaxing. Yeah. You know, kind of my thing. <laughs> it's like, why would I go to a fucking nightclub if I can go eat wings and wings. like a naked woman? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Vegas like strip clubs have. I mean, I don't know, you know, and then like, you know, I went to uh, Crazy crazy Horse 3 not too long ago and it was just, meh, meh. You know, the rhino's still the rhino. It's like the fucking, the, the, you know, it's like the, it's like the, the cowboys, you know, the Yankees, you know, but yeah. <laughs> I think, but I think everything's different because it's like. The, well, now the bitches are on the internet. They're not 24 hours no more. Like, you know, even rhino closes at like 5 a.m. <laughs> really? 8 a.m. Post-pandemic. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. C- yeah. uh, CH3, Crazy Horse 3 is the only spot that stays open 24. Right. Yeah, back in the day, it was like Rhino, Sapphire. If you wanted to get super sketched out, you'd go to like Palomino. Yeah. Sketchy. I've never been to Palomino. Chica's Bonitas. Cheetahs? Uh, yeah, Cheetahs. Wait, I Chica's mean, Bonitas, I've never been to either. That's just, uh, I had some good times at the Hustler Club. Hustler Club was fun. Yeah. Really? Yeah, man. But this was when it first opened. Yeah. They used to have some cool-ass like rooftop parties there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like when it first opened. I haven't been to Hustler Club in twelve years, bro. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's just like uh, th- like this Vegas, the Vegas strip club scene is very, very different now. 
Yeah, it's really, yeah. really different. For sure. Yeah, yeah. But it's definitely, you know, it's still kind of like, you know, it's, I mean, to me, if, if I'm going to Vegas, I would rather call the back of one of these business cards and get a free fucking limo to pick me and my boys up and take me to the back of the Rhino than go deal with some bullshit at Hakkasan. Personally. Just me. <laughs> not mad at that. <laughs> so you're saying everything's digital now. I mean, I'm not saying. I'm saying it. It seems to be maybe that his hypothesis has some, you know, some, uh, some truth to it. If you really think about, you know, a lot of girls are now on the internet. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's why the talent pool has, uh, you know, maybe lowered a bit. Good observation, Dave. Yeah. Great observation. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to talk to you about a couple of things. Yeah, we were kind of researching you, and we mm -hmm. were like discussing some shit, right. and we were curious to hear about when you got. You got like robbed and shit. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, that was middle Cause, of the pandemic. Because we never, we didn't hear anything really much after that. Yeah. So what happened was, uh, I had just. Um, it's crazy because I have an artist I manage named Alexis, and uh, we were about to go open a joint bank account at the B of A in Burbank, right? And at that same time, I had just picked up like fifteen thousand dollars in cash. My one of my other artists, I got a publishing deal for thought it'd be funny to like pay me my cut in cash just to be funny mm. so i went shout out to my guy billy so i went to billy's house and picked up all this fucking money and uh i had it in a fucking blue bank envelope right like you know the zip yeah yeah, yeah, the yeah. Ones. so me and alexis uh we uh starting we started a publishing company together and uh i was this my my dude alexis is probably the, he's like a child you know he's like 25 going on like 12 you know so never really had like a real bank account. Mm -hmm. So we go to Bank of America to open, and I'm a, a, a customer there. So I'm like, hey, we got to open an LLC account in both of our names. And they ran his name and they're like, well, he's not allowed to ever get a bank account here. Damn. And I was like, well, fuck. And I don't know if you guys remember during the pandemic, the lines at the bank were super crazy. Um, so I was like, that's cool. I would like to deposit this money into my account. And she was like, yeah, you could do that, but you got to go wait in the line. Oh, shit. And the line was fucking crazy. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. So we left. And little did I know there was like a lookout lady in the line. So we left and some chick followed us out and got into a car that followed us from the bank to a gas station because I got the gas station footage. Um, Alexis stayed in the car at the gas station. So they didn't get us there. We go from the gas station to the UPS store to get something notarized. So both of us get out of the car at the UPS store. And I have that money in the trunk, like under the fucking, like where the tire and shit is. Right, right. right. These motherfuckers, we were maybe inside of the UPS store a minute or two. And I look outside and I'm like, hey, bro, I left my window down. Here's the keys. Go roll that shit up. And he comes back, he's like, bro, they broke in and took everything. My backpack, the money, everything. So. What, wait, wait, when was, what, what, what month was this? This again? was in June of 2020. Uh, so um, June or July, well, probably it was June or July. Shit was starting to get hectic and sketchy out there. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, fuck, man. That's a, I mean, a pretty big L, you know. 
Because um, you went on Twitter on some like you wanted the laptop back. Yeah, I was like, keep the money. I just want my computer, you know, because I had my passport in there and I had just a bunch of shit on my computer that, you know, yeah, yeah. I hadn't backed up, you know, like pictures and my I had my GoPro in there with like vacation footage of me and my wife and shit. So, um, yeah, so I like went to the gas because I was like, OK, if they followed me from the bank, they had to follow me to the gas station. So I went to the gas station and I paid the dude to give me the footage and I fucking saw the car. It was like a little uh, Ford, f- not a Focus. It was like one of these Ford, like small, like kind of little mini SUVs. Um, and then the police uh, pulled up footage of the girl following me out and getting into that same car Damn. and then following us in the car. So someone had just hit a fucking stupid lick on me. Fuck, man. So you never got nothing back. Uh-uh. And I, had, I had like money out in the streets, too. I was like, hey, look. I got 5k for anybody who could get my shit back like oh, for shit. sure I, and and I had the 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 fucking dude I had the license plate kind of it was so like from the footage I got from the gas station but dude we could not like for the life of us pull up the plate number it was like not clear enough I tried every sick but I sent my boy's uh brother-in-law is like fucking uh head of uh the CSI shit in Chattanooga Tennessee so we had like actually found that because while they were waiting on us at the gas station, they threw McDonald's out the window. So I went and got the McDonald's back. <laughs> <laughs> and I overnighted that shit to Tennessee. Trying to get some fingerprints. Yeah. I was like, bro, because I, I was like, bro, I'm find out where these motherfuckers live. And, you know, whatever. They hit a lick. Uh, a lot of people got hit, you know, during the pandemic. But that shit fucks with you, right? No, that shit. So I, there's twice in my life that that's happened to me. Once. Um, the other, uh, only other time I got, uh, me and Sam I Am's hotel got hit in Lake Havasu and both of our laptops with all our hard drives got stolen. Wow. Oh, shit. And I understand how people could, like, want to kill somebody because I was like, bro, I'll, I'll take somebody out right now, bro. Like, shit. Honestly, that shit hurt more because I was, like, a lot more poor then. And, like, I had none of my fucking <laughs> right, right. music. A lot more poor. <laughs> you know, I lost a Noriega <laughs> interview, like, a bunch Oof, of damn. Shit. Oh, damn. Damn, man. But, yeah, no, it, it definitely sucked. Yeah, that shit was, was terrible. But you got to move different to L.A. right now. Yeah, right? and that's the other thing is like... What car were you um, driving? Not an, I mean, a Chrysler 300. Oh. Nothing crazy. But the other thing is, is like... Uh, baby uh, Maybach. Yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> fucking... The dope dealer fucking... <laughs> the high-level weed car from 2010. Um, but no, uh, yeah, definitely. like, And that's, that's, that's my bad, too, because, you know, at the time, dude, you know, I love Burbank because it's kind of like... It's own little fucking ecosystem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I don't really, I keep my, I, at the time, I just kept my guard down in Burbank all the time. Because the police is always on top of shit. They're right. Always around. And like it's Burbank, like it's like. It's like baby Beverly Hills on the low. Right. And so I didn't, like, yeah, now I'm fucking on, bro. Yes. Now I, I definitely move differently for sure. LA's different right now, though. Yeah. And like I don't move around with cash like that. Like that was just a very weird situation where i just picked up all this fucking money and i'm not like and my my dude should have just gave me a check but he was trying to be funny you know and he was like yeah i paid you in all cash kev you know i'm like dude i didn't care at the time before i got robbed but then i got robbed and it fucking sucked for sure did when when that happened did you call whack 100 just yeah figure out? that's I called everybody right? i called big U. I called whack i called all the, Damn. i called my armenian people i called everybody Armin was damn. Like, so yeah. you you was you was serious. You had you had people. Oh, I, called every, the I called everybody, every single person. Who's your first call? Whack one hundred. Yeah. 
So you th- wait, how did you get tight with Wack 100? Uh, me and Wack uh, been tight since like probably 2012. Yeah. Um, just through game. And then, you know, Wack had a lot to do with me actually getting hired in LA. Heard that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Wack. Uh, he brought got, you back from Tampa? Where were you? No, in I Tampa? was in Tampa. Yeah. And uh, while I was there, I was trying to get hired in LA. Real 92.3 got announced. And I was like, fuck, how do I get hired at this station? And Tampa was great. Shout out to Tampa. But I want to be in L.A. Um, so, yeah, I was just um, I sent my air check to everybody. Charlemagne also had a lot to do with, with, with me getting hired uh, or getting on the radar. Oh, you're tight with Charlemagne, yeah, too? F- for wow. sure. Charlemagne is like. Wait, mean, how did y'all come up with that? 2010. Me and him been locked in since 2010. He was just a fan of what I was doing in Vegas. He would watch my interviews and shit. Oh, shit. Oh, damn. Yeah. That was pre, uh, pre-breakfast club. Yeah. Yeah. When he was in Philly. Yeah. Wow. Um, but Charlemagne has been like another guy who's just like just the most giving great guy ever he always throws lobs he's always giving game i mean i brought him to arizona to host my birthday and like that's my brother brother like shout out to charlamagne you know what i mean but no whack um definitely faced faced or no he called me at dinner with doc winter uh before real launched and he's like hey i'm at dinner with doc winter say hello and i was like what's up he's like hey i'm telling him he needs to hire you i'll call you back and I was like, all right. <laughs> and so shout out to Wack, man. Um, I got love for Wack. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people have their opinion about Wack. I know him to be a great dude. He's one of the smartest minds I know in the whole music industry, uh, in business in general. Like, Wack is very sharp. So shout out to Wack. Yeah, he's, I, I, I got love for Wack. I got love for Big U, too. That's the other guy who I've been down with about the same amount of time. And yeah. I know they're not seeing eye to eye right now, which is unfortunate. But um, Big U is another guy who has always just been um, solid, man. You know, I love the whole underworld yeah. of yeah. hip hop, like the uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, for, for me, like is that just a part of being a part of hip hop radio and having to no, no, it? I think like and and I think that's maybe what sets me apart from a lot of guys is like throughout my life, I've definitely been in a lot of hairy situations side by side with some people. You know what I mean in terms of like non industry shit. So it's like I'm, I would say that. There's always an element of that, especially in a city like L.A. maybe, but like everywhere else, not really. But like you got to understand in Vegas, dude, I was at Molly Mall's house all the fucking time. Bro. Yeah. Like all the people I fucked with in Vegas were like the people to fuck with in Vegas. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you're saying. Maybe yeah. it comes with like <laughs> I, I wasn't being the guy circle. who, you know, would play like local hip hop on the air. Yeah. yeah. Um. And just kind of just it's it's just kind of like how I grew up too. Like I grew up with a, like a lot of that element in my life um, as a kid. You know how so? What do you mean? Just like all my cousins are in prison. I got one cousin who's doing life who runs the well fucking I don't know what he's doing for the Mexican mafia now, but at a certain point in time he ran the Mexican mafia in the Arizona prisons. Another cousin of mine, wow. R.I.P. Aaron, ran the Aryan Nation in Arizona prisons. They were at, fully related. Grew up together warring with each other in prison at the same time i got fucking just yeah dude like my aunts and uncles i got family in the hell's angels fucking wait where the fuck did you grow up in uh, phoenix phoenix but sunny like, slope but what was going is that like the hood in, yeah. in phoenix yeah, yeah. Sunny slope. yeah yeah oh what, what's what's that like was it it's just a fucking was it just gangs it and shit everywhere? nah not even gangs bro just like drugs and shit is it the majority shit. latino well where i grew up it was like latin um and white like white trash hood so like where i grew up like there was just a lot of like uh very like um interesting elements 
like where I lived, I lived in a house on 13th Avenue in Vogel, and across the street from that house was like a eightplex, and that shit was active. Like me and my grandma would sit on the porch, and like once a week there'd be a raid, and we would just be eating cereal, watching the raid. <laughs> That's fucking cool. They'd be like you got one used a, to it. <laughs> well, there'd be like one apartment was like for sure a crack house. There was a coyote house over there. Coyote. There was hella prostitutes in and out of that fucking. There were streetwalkers in front of my house all the fucking time when I was a kid. Oh, it was shit. hilarious because we, me and my best friend Ramses, we would hide out on the roof of my house across the street with those laser pointers that were popping back then, yeah. and we would just fucking trip. Well, we would just fucking point laser pointers at hookers and crackheads and just fuck with them. So they thought it was like a red dot. <laughs> Dude, it was the best. It was the best. <laughs> like, shit. some of my favorite memories are fucking with crackheads and prostitutes in Sunny Slope. Oh like, as a kid. Like, we would egg them and shit. Like, there'd be prostitutes, like, walking and my fucking, we'd steal my uh, mom's car. And uh, my cousin Matt would be driving. And we'd fucking buy a bunch of eggs and egg hookers and shit. Almost got killed by a pimp once. <laughs> Oh, shit. Kill by a Chased us down, yeah, because we egged his bitch. So you just grew up around all this we shit. We egged this bitch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Was your family kind of like a? Yeah, part? like um, well, like my mom and dad were all, always like pretty honest. Like my dad just worked real hard. Like he worked for the city. Same with my mom. Um, but my cousins and my uncles and my aunt turned up. Like you know, mm. like I had my aunt Wendy, who I grew up. She was selling drugs and she had like the tweaker house so her and my uncle used to be meth the fuck out they'd have hundreds of back in the day uh if you were a tweaker they call a meth person who does meth a tweaker mm -hmm. they would always just have bikes like bike parts just bikes because <laughs> they were stealing from being just, trained up there's a whole apartment full of bikes dude and my like uncle bicycles in, yeah, yeah my bicycle. uncle be in there tweaked out putting bikes together and selling them and shit and then uh <laughs> yeah because it was still like the wheels from one place and the body and then like whatever. my mom and dad's best friends at the time rest in peace my aunt renee just passed away uh my uncle scott's in jail right now that psychopath uh but i used to go over there because my cousin matt was like my bet like one of my best friends growing up and uh dude his the fact i used to think back like damn the fact my parents would let me spend the night at this fucking house is crazy <laughs> <laughs> but like dude my aunt renee and uncle scott were like legitimate heroin addicts like legitimate shooting up in front of everybody burnt sp like you if i were to get cereal every spoon was burnt at their fucking house holy it, shit it was crazy <laughs> that's not even sanitary. it's fucked up so like i'd like sleep over there sometimes and for the most part they'd sleep over at my house because i had the safe house but every once in a while i'd go sleep at their house and i was just be thinking like fuck i remember just seeing the shit like my uncle scott used to like be fucking damn near overdosed or if he was mething out he'd be like picking his face because he thought bugs was in his face and shit yeah i grew up around some fucking crazy shit bro so like i guess growing up that way and then getting involved in the hip-hop shit like or the radio shit like i mean dude i mean yeah that's just kind of it didn't really phase you it didn't yeah yeah you know are you comfortable you know how to like you know how i mean nothing's gonna phase you when you see anything crazy or anything like nah. that. You're pretty chill with everything unless someone like no, I mean, I've seen someone get shot. Because, so. fam, like, well, we've been in Vegas a long time. We never hung out no pimp bars and shit nah, like that and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe he's not. You he guys does. never went to strip hop? I, I went to strip hop. What was that? No. Strip hop across the street from New Orleans? It was a, it was a strip nah. club. Nah, yeah. strip never hop. went there. Well, somebody got their lit. fucking head blown off there and had to close. 
Yeah, I Yo, wouldn't Nipsey be even tossed it. <laughs> Nipsey tossed it. Nipsey tossed it. Oh, that's the one he escaped with. Uh, on last time I checked. Yeah. yeah, dude, listen, man. Wow. Strip hop was fucking tight. Where was it? Where was it? At? Mizzy Matt was DJing there. Franny was DJing there. It was a fucking cross. It was across the street from the Orleans. It's by your your Bank of America. It's a strip club now. No, no, seamless. It was seamless, right? No, no. It was a hole in the wall, right? No, no, it wasn't a hole in the wall. Oh, then maybe it was, it was seamless. It was on Hooker Lane. It's right it across from the Orleans, bro. Yeah, that's, that's seamless. It's by your that's bank. Seamless. On that side street. Like, like yeah. Tropicana. Ar- and, uh, Arville, right? It's Arville. Uh, yeah, Tropicana. By the Pan Express Cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bank of America is right. The Home right. Depot there. Nah, bro. I'm, no, it's still there. That. It's still a strip club. Yeah, it's before that. About, I just drove seamless. by it like fucking so six they, months ago. They had a night called Strip Hop? Yeah, and it was like the illest shit ever for like a year. It was for one year. What, what year was this? <laughs> 2011? 2011. Nah. That shit was legendary. I feel like Everybody was, was in that place. bitch. 50 Cent was in there. Rick Ross was in that motherfucker. Really? Oh my God. And Floyd Have used to be in there. That? Floyd was in there all the, first the fucking time. I'm hearing time. about this one. Yeah. Nipsey talks about it on last time yeah. I checked. He says yeah. that he uh, he escaped with um with 50 and Floyd in their car. Yeah, it was like a like a dude. Strip hop was crazy. It was probably the, like right when poetry closed. There was nah, no. It was else after that. It was a while because it opened. There was nowhere else you can go to listen to hip hop. Well, I was living in Vegas for a while, and then it opened. So it was probably like, was like late 2010, yeah. Yeah. Mm. early 2011. It was fire, mm-hmm. it, dude. Uh, every uh, rapper and their fucking mom was in there. But it was also like <laughs> the underbelly of like Vegas was in that motherfucker. So it was active. Of course you're there. Yeah. Dude, it was great. <laughs> He's the only white guy in there. No, no, it was like, bro, it was a, it was like a dope spot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, yeah, strip I'm kind of I'm moment. kind of uh, disappointed in myself that I've never Yeah, Franny never really popped that. that shit off, man. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was like all Franny. Franny had that shit yanking. He had everybody in that moment. Dude, I got so much respect for Franz and for just being like the face of hip hop for me, he's like the the funk flex of the West Coast. For I, me, I agree. Yeah. No, I like, love I love Franny. Franny's a Somebody who kind of always like stood on his shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then when he got like his residency at Dre's, I was like really happy because yeah, I was man. like, "Yo, this I motherfucker mean, worked. He earned it." Yeah, and I'm not sure that like Dre's is what it is today without him. You know, I actually know it's not without him. Yeah, oh, he he's still there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He still does his. They better, yeah, he better be there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they better, that's home. Give him a piece of that motherfucker. I hope he owns. But, but at one point, he was doing like three nights a week, right? I, don't, I, I thought he was doing four. I thought he was doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I think he was doing Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday. Yeah, they get that Thursday. Uh, yeah, I just Esco remember we, we were doing Crown Nightclub. At the and, Rio. And that shit was fire. I, I went to Crown Nightclub a few times. It was too. so big. It, it used to be, originally it was Club Rio. Bro, in that In the late shit? 90s, early 2000s. Uh-huh. Crown Nightclub? Uh, what was the name of that wait, dude? Wait, where's Crown Nightclub? Inside the Rio. Inside Rio. the Rio. Rio Hotel. What was that club called before in the Rio? It wasn't Voodoo? That. Voodoo. That's the rooftop. That's the rooftop. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. No, right. Crown yeah, was. It was really a, like a like I guess like a concert space. Was Bro, this that be- shit was fire. Was <laughs> this before or after um, Oracle? Before. All before yeah, he was doing was Oracle. Because there yeah. was def- it was definitely around the time the Steelers played the Packers in the Super Bowl. Because I remember. So that's definitely 2010. Yeah, because I remember yeah. betting on the bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say why? why no, I bet I, on the Steelers that year and they lost. Because no, I was Crown, like, "Yo, the Steelers Crown always lit." Like Crown they used to do. Like they I never do. went to Crown. No, no, I bro, that, that shit. shit. Well, it's because you were, you know, doing the other stuff. <laughs> I think didn't they? They, they had, had, they had, they had Rick Ross at Crown. Yeah, they had it? Ross. Yeah. Everybody was at Crown. That yeah. shit was crazy. I remember partying with Gary Payton there once. Back to the club, dude. I've seen him a few times. I was like, "Yo, Gary Payton's just walking around Crown, no section, nothing." Yeah, I got a picture with him at Crown. I used to host that shit. Yeah, I swear I, the Dre's crowd now was that crown. Mm-hmm. Like that was like the lit hip hop crowd. 
It Fresno is interesting though how like the Dre's crowd has gotten a, like a, like less and less attractive over the years. <laughs> wow! <laughs> what do you mean? I just I just remember like when Dre's like first like like the first few years I was like God this shit is crazy. You mean the main club or after hours? I mean the main club. After hours always been a little yeah. After hours yeah. is interesting. You know yeah. what's yeah. funny is they try to get you to DJ there for like a like two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah I know. I, f- I forget somebody was like yeah yeah you you down to do Dre's and I'm like how much they're like two hundred bucks I was like fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Dre's is my favorite place to go in Vegas. Just because I like the the club, not that I like hours. the club. I love the club. I love going to Dre's. I mean, it's a good time. I like. I can appreciate the after hours. Like I, 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 I I've been shit. to the after hours a few times. I'm like, I gotta go home. It's just cracked. Sometimes it's just a little it, cracked out. Like yeah, it's a yeah. little oh, yeah, like the crack. I see some weird yeah. shit in there. Yeah, 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 me too. There's lots of drugs. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm surprised that like I we weren't tapped into all of these like strip hop and like, I know, brown man, shit. Yeah. We was busy on the strip doing doing those around. The big you guys were being superstars. Were no. you all scam artists? <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we weren't superstars be. though. Nah. You know, <laughs> we're just we're just grinding it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. in these clubs for sure. So yeah. then you were going to all of these like underground, like like, like these hip hop spots, mm. and then everyone just went to Molly's afterwards and shit. It was like the uh, after sometimes, or sometimes it would just like yeah. I mean sometimes for sure. What, were you were you taking like Justin Bieber like strip hop and all this? Shit? No, no, that would be. Uh, <laughs> That was not me. I mean, I hung out with Justin at Maul's house once, um, but uh, I never took him. I don't think he ever went to strip hop. But like, if you watch the first Rack City video, the OG one, that was shot at strip hop. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah. Like the first Rack City video, there was like a World Star video and then the the real video, but the World Star video was The World Star video was crazy. Yeah. Just butt naked girls. Yeah, that was at strip hop. Yeah. For sure. I'm so yeah, I'm so I'm, I'm so upset I missed out. Yeah, I missed. To me, out. that's like why I love Vegas is because it's like just the, the grindy culture, shit, the yeah. culture of like Vegas. Like, fuck, it's just like you could cut it with a knife, and everyone's like, "Yo, man, it's a fucking tourist city." I'm like, "Nah, bro, you got to tap in, bro." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know about the curb. <laughs> I don't. Wanna, I don't know if we had to tap in though. Yeah, fucking motherfuckers getting their head blown off. Oh yeah, that uh, definitely happened. Yeah, that I think that's why it closed. Someone died. And, uh, Jesus. You think? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it happened. That's what happened to Crown, too. Someone, I think someone got shot in yeah. the, parking, the parking garage. Crown, right? uh, yeah. yeah. That's that why Vegas, but Vegas fucking is notoriously known to hate hip-hop and to yeah. be anti-hip-hop. Yeah, but now they kind of have to li- like it because it's the number one genre. It's like top US. 40 right now. Exactly. So it's like, Wait. yeah, you hate it, but like now you got to kind of have. You is, it, is it still the number one genre? Genre in the U.S. Worldwide, it's Latin music. But in the U.S., yeah. they just did a thing on, it's number one in the U.S., for sure. Don't you think it's weird, though? Like, uh, like what is your, Like, you know. miss LMFAO, truly? <laughs> no, no, no. No. I don't. <laughs> that was the worst fucking era it's, of It's music. funny. I, I want to ask you that, because you was in Vegas. Oh, I fucking hated it. Yeah. But yeah. you know what I loved? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the first time I went to XS, when I first moved to Vegas, mm-hmm. oh my God. It was like the greatest shit I've ever seen. It was like a circus. No, it was right? like, I couldn't believe how nice it was. Yeah. And you know that fucking song, uh, the, the was it Off With Their Heads? The dun, 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 uh, dun. A-track, uh, Heads Will Roll. Heads Will Roll. Dog, that shit came on, and I was like, "This is the illest shit I ever heard." And it, oh man, we had this. Me and Sam, I am was in that motherfucker. We had this bad fucking waitress, and I remember trying to find her on fucking MySpace or some shit. She was so fucking hot. But XS, bro, was fucking fire. That's like, honestly, like being like a new guy moving to Vegas, like going to XS, was probably like the coolest shit ever. That's how I felt about Drake when I first moved yeah. there. 
Dude, fucking XS was crazy. Was just, yeah, you know Victor yeah. Dre's design? That's oh, it's so nice. Yeah. Like, I haven't been there in so long, but dude, I remember they had that night swim shit on Monday night. Still do on Sundays. I used to get mm-hmm. blacked out and be in that bitch in my drawers. <laughs> <laughs> just the ghettoest dude in there with a bunch of European bitches. It was fucking great. You really did Vegas up then, man. I mean, I, I did a good job. I feel like I, I didn't. I, I, we I met you guys in. a bunch of times. Did it? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, nah, I certainly introduced myself to you a yeah. bunch of times. Really? Yes. I'm, you I'm forgot. I run into you at the store sometimes. Like, hey, I do afternoons at Hot Yeah, yeah. You weren't checking for me, bro. No, not as fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck? What? Are you a scam artist? No, well, fuck you. No, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> that was the energy? That was the energy? It was yeah. a little bit. It was a little pretentious. Really? Yeah, it wasn't like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you know. It was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You had so much shit going on. You were running the store designing. It, it, it wasn't by choice. No, it's I guarantee you. I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When he met you at South By, he was like, oh, this motherfucker. I met him 14 times. Yeah, you know what's funny? Because I was talking to him. And I was like, every time I see Kev, he gives me this look like. Bro, I've met you like, before. No, no, but every time I see you, bro, I met you a bunch. Because he probably, he probably, <laughs> he probably thinking, all right, this motherfucker, man, he's, he's like, like bro, I met this guy a lot. <laughs> I, met, I met Kev like the three dude, times. Ken was super cool. Yeah, super cool. Oh, everybody loves Ken. Yeah, he was so Ken. nice. Yeah, Ken Davenport, <laughs> sweet guy. Yeah. Still yeah. follow him on Twitter. But, Niner fan. God yeah. bless him. Yeah, but crooked. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, every time I, I recently when I see Kev, he looks at me like. You know, you ain't shit. like I ain't shit. You know what's <laughs> funny is when I saw you at the uh, Amen thing, uh, at the to- the toy stuff. Yeah, they, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the stuff you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you were DJing, so I was like, I was like, because I was. I saw you briefly at the so iHeart Festival in Vegas. I was on shrooms. Oh, were you? Was you <laughs> he, was on, he was on top speed, bro. At that shit, I yeah. was shrooming. I saw you and I was like, oh shit, Kev, and I was excited, and then I you was. just looked at me like this, like. Bro, I was fucking really blasted. <laughs> well, that explains it. Now, at the iHeart shit, two days straight, I, go I melted my whole face off on purpose. Yo, I saw. I had an eighth of shrooms in me each night. I gave Damn, him. Man. I gave him like you know how I am, right? I gave him like a like I, I smiled. Yeah, and I was like, Yo, Kev. Well, I was walking around backstage, light because I don't work for them, right? Yeah. I mean, I work with them, but I don't work for them. So I was like. Fuck it. I lit up a fucking pre-roll just in the middle of the fucking and everyone's looking at me like I'm fucking crazy. They're like and like me and shots my guy Cruz, we just start smoking. I'm like, "Don't worry, bro. Hand it to me. You work for them. I don't. I'll hold it, but just take a quick hit." It's a good time. I got fucked up at the IR Festival. <laughs> I was like in the fucking crowd looking at Diddy like he's sweating. He's got his little guy bringing him out his fucking cup and I'm like, "Oh shit." He's he's probably on shrooms too. I was fucked, bro. <laughs> This is a good time, man. But I was fucking lit. Boy, listen. That iHeart Festival was a good time. Yeah, Diddy brought uh, his son out. King Combs. Oh, yeah, yeah. King Combs. Oh, works. The Black Eyed Peas performed, and I for a while I thought that bitch up there was Fergie. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, that ain't Fergie. <laughs> Fuck. It was just some random chick that was singing her parts. It's time to go. No, I think it's the Latin, Latin, uh, the Latin vocalist. That she was they doing had, a great uh, job, because I thought it was Fergie for like, and I was right there. But I also was high. So when I realized, I was like, Yo, Fergie looks hella different. <laughs> and I look okay. at me and Doc Winter are chilling. I'm like, Doc, what's up with Fergie? Am I tripping or she look different? He's like, it's not Fergie. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> we got to go. Okay, because I was like, oh, shit, Kevin. No, I was away. blasted, bro. I, was, I told you, I was like, I don't know if Kev fucks with us. Oh, no, no. I was blasted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. Both those nights, I was fucked. Yeah. I don't even know if I went. I went out one of those nights. I don't know. Yeah, but it's a good time. Shout out to the uh, yeah, iHeart Festival. But you don't think Crooked's not shit, right? 
No, you guys are nice. I like you. Guys. <laughs> okay. I've been following you guys' podcast for a long time. Wait, so are you still like doing the shrooms thing? You have yeah. your own company. Yeah, I mean, you know, I got a merchandising company that has mushroom themed clothes. Tops. <laughs> Little mushroom sitting down. That's all I know about. Anything else out there with that logo hmm. may or may not. Uh, I don't know what the, I don't know. Yeah, but we got clothes. okay yeah i want to ask you something because i follow you your you know i follow you on uh instagram right and you're interviewing rappers like all the time Mm -hmm. i don't know how you keep up with all the rappers and then the music yeah and interviewing with them yeah i I um, think i think maybe rappers have to be the toughest interviews it could be it can be for sure for sure but you have to kind of like finesse i don't know some of them are so like they don't want to open up at all right sure yeah yeah i feel like that when you interviewed a little pump oh yeah i felt like he was just not giving you anything and you're like well okay (laughs) yeah the little pump thing was like uh interesting because he came in and i well this is what happened we started to do our interview and i had said something that his management didn't like and so his management's like, what you guys don't see is his management off in the cut, like waving at him. like. And so it fucked the whole vibe up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I asked him if he thought little, uh, if he thought J. Cole predicted his career. Yeah, the fall off. Right. And um, they didn't like that. <laughs> he said, J. Cole predicted your fall off and your, your music I didn't career. say that. I asked. I said, hey, did, looking back, did J. Cole predict your shit accurately, you know? Yeah. Um, so then the interview goes up like as a premiere and it said that in the headline uh and so his management's like you got to take that part out and i was like well what do you mean i got to or what <laughs> like what you gonna do if i don't i said i'll rename the, the fucking thing for y'all so then his manager dude calls me and and he's got another manager girl that works with him that's that's super nice me and her talk and she's cool she's she's a a big deal in the industry but this other dude calls me and he's like hey man you gotta take that shit out and i was like bro i don't gotta do shit yeah but don't you get a lot you get a lot of that shit though nah 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 really so i was just like hey bro i was like look i renamed the clip for y'all i already have done enough it's already out Mm -hmm. so why like so then Five minutes after I get off the phone, then Little Pump posts my number on his fucking IG story. Oh, and he says, call me, guys. And my, bro, I'm on my way to fucking Tijuana, and this my fucking phone's going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> my phone's ring, ring, ring. Fucking Germany, FaceTimes, all kinds of shit, bro. It still happens. At least I would say twice a week I get a call from somebody thinking I'm a Really? Mm, yeah. You kept that same number? Well, I put my shit in airplane mode almost right away for like a day because I didn't, I, I mean, I like my number. You know what I mean? I mean, I can- <laughs> that's, that's, that's not the first time you got into it with a manager, right? Or artist manager? I don't know. I mean, um, Iggy Azalea? Iggy? I don't think I ever got into it with Iggy. Her sales manager? Or- Who? Um, was, it, was it Iggy Azalea? Iggy Azalea. Yeah, Iggy Azalea. Are you, are you checking to see if you're pronouncing it? Right? I did. Did yeah, I get yeah. into it with her manager? Maybe. Didn't you get, like, you almost got into a fight or some shit? Oh, you're thinking, no, 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 no. You're thinking of a story that happened at an Iggy Azalea concert. Oh, okay. okay. Yes. All right. So I got wait, into you a, thought wait, he got into a fight with Iggy Azalea? No, the manager. No, 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 no. <laughs> so the sales manager for the radio station that oh, I worked at, okay. me, and, right, him, me right. and him got into it. We're cool now, but me and him got into it at an Iggy Azalea show. Oh, okay. I thought it was her manager. I'm like, damn, did I get into it? I said, I don't even know who the fuck manages Iggy Azalea. Shit. Just her OnlyFans. 
Did you subscribe? No. Uh, of course you did. You fuck. You liar. You <laughs> what fucking she, liar. It's on Twitter, bro. She yeah. hit like three hundred k. She hit numbers. Three hundred k in, in twenty four hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. She made three hundred thousand in twenty four hours. Damn. Which is a lot yeah. less than uh, Bad Baby made. Which is surprising. Wasn't she supposed to be managed? Wait, by? wait. Are you serious? Bad Baby made a million. Oh yeah, she day. made a million. Day. Holy shit! But that that wow. was some like creepy cradle robin. That's also some creepy. She shit. She was like eighteen, right? Yeah, it's like a lot of weirdos. Yeah, they're yeah. waiting for that shit. They were like, yeah, <laughs> fucking sick fucks. Iggy <laughs> <laughs> Zale is what like auntie status a little bit, right? Nah, nah. Why is she hitting auntie status a little bit? For what? She Who gotta be like, like low thirties, right? She's like thirty five, like twenty eight, twenty nine. No, is she? Nah, she gotta be in her mid thirties. Google yeah. that shit. I don't think she. I, I'm guessing she's twenty nine. No, I'm, I'm gonna I, guess. I'm going twenty eight. Twenty nine. Actually, saying, wasn't she I'm, supposed to be managed by um, Toby Lanes before? Uh, oh, I gotta. Yeah, I can't tell that story. She's thirty two. Oh, she's thirty two. Oh man, what story? <laughs> yeah, there was something going on there. I was with Tori. Tori just did a record for my artist Alexis like two months ago. Uh huh. But we can't put out now. But oh, uh, well, how was, do you feel about that? Like as a radio person. I mean, I don't get. I mean, it sucks, right? Like someone got shot. Uh, I think that if he would have just been upfront about it, it probably would have been better. He would have been like, "Man, I was drunk. The shit went off. I'm not this guy, but I'm a. I'm. I, I own it. Mm-hmm. Clean it up." But yeah, no, he did a. We we, we got a crazy record that we can't ever really release well so, we're gonna just take him off what are radio stations saying like in the radio row like are they just like, well they didn't give a fuck for a while because he had a record that went it, it, it doesn't matter record went like top 10 at urban mm-hmm. so for a while like you know the stench of that shit kind of wore off i mean he's a historically talented guy but at the end of the day you can't just go sh- shooting fucking women you know what i mean so or anybody or anybody yeah. or anybody yeah. but specifically <laughs> women because most guys get celebrated when they shoot Motherfuckers, yeah, yeah, like yo, he caught a body, he real as fuck. <laughs> Got <a> teardrop. <laughs> it's like a, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not cool to shoot a woman though, no, at all. Like that's fucked. So you know, I think, yeah, dude, the justice system does what it does, and um, but the Iggy thing, there was some truth to that for sure. I saw some, yeah, there was something going on there. Iggy oh, was sure. gonna sign with Tori. Is that what the thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, yep. Because she, she was signed to T.I. for a long time. Well, she's on Empire, too, recently. And this is not too long yeah. ago. This is like a couple of months ago. Oh, yeah, no, recently. Like, super recently, yeah. they were working together. Yeah. For sure, yeah. How do, you, how do you feel about hip-hop right now? I like it. I mean, listen, this is the thing, man. I like this is my life since I was a kid. So, like, I feel like as long as... I mean, I, I really... I'm going to give you an example. And if my guy watches this interview, I love you. You know who you are. So I just bought a nightclub. Mm. And I'm trying to help some of the OGs that I grew up listening to get back in the, in like the hot spots. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where's the like nightclub? The real, in Scottsdale. Okay. So like 11-11 uh, right there. Boom. So I'm like, okay, I'm really trying to like, because in Arizona, there's been like a really like, in the hip hop spots, the DJing is at a low like level right now. It's like bad. So I'm like, okay, I'm trying to get. What do you mean? What do you mean? Just they're just not great DJs. There's like a guy who DJs on virtual DJ out there. Like it's fucking crazy. Oh, in the hip hop scenes. Yeah. And so like, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to help. I want to make sure I put good DJs in there and then let them worry about the music shit like later. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So my thing was like, let me get some of my dudes who are amazing stellar technical djs who do do clubs and bars and shit and used to be like in the spots you know 
opening slots so they can kind of learn the genre over again. But when I tell you, man, the other night, Mario, I, 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 we had R&B Thursday, I booked Mario, and A1 was there, who's like a singer-songwriter, and he helped produce oh, yeah, write uh, Wait For You by Drake and Future. And so he gets on the mic, and he's like, play Wait For You. And my guy who was DJing didn't have Future and Drake Wait For You in his laptop. Mm, and damn, I was man. like, dog, what are you, and he DJs a lot. But he just don't DJ like he DJs like cool like like little bars and shit. But like, I'm like, bro, he couldn't download it right there. No, no, no. We did. We figured it out. But like the fact he just didn't have right. Well, uh, like one of the biggest songs of the year. But to his defense, that's not a big song in the club. But it's it is. Still, it what is. do you mean? It's, it's too not a, slow. No, it's no, no. Not. But it hits. It hits. They're dropping that. And like, then bitches time. sing that song. Uh, yeah. Oh. Like yo, like live Sunday. They're dropping oh. that at one. And so for me, I was just yeah. like, oh. And he was like, bro. And like, he's a great DJ. And he's a fucking hip hop fucking nerd. That's a big word. Like, you're, like your dudes are singing that shit. Yo, Drace, when we club. had Drace Sinatra on, he even said it. He was yeah. like, yo, wait for you was like killing me. And so like, you wouldn't think he it. was like, uh, yeah, he was like, he looked at me and he kind of, he's like, bro, you know, I don't be, I'm not in the mix like that. And I'm like. This is why you're here. <laughs> I'm like, help me help you. And have one of the biggest songs of the fucking year in your fucking computer. <laughs> Please. Please. But in terms of staying on top of shit, it's just what I'm into, man. Like, uh, it's just kind of always just been my, what I'm into. Yeah, I you always collect double XL. I used to collect the source. I still got them all, you know, when I was a kid. It's just like what I, I don't know, man. It's just like my, I'm passionate about hip hop, passionate about the culture. I'm passionate about finding new artists, you know, and, uh, and I also am like, I'm not the type of dude to like turn my nose up on some shit because I don't necessarily understand it right away. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people did that with, I'm sure, the shit I was listening to when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I don't want to be the guy that's like, man, that shit's fucking trash or that shit is, that ain't real hip hop. Like, fuck all that. That's the old, old Wait, hater. You're, you're DJ, <laughs> like the DJ, the DJ side of you, like, is there new music that you're like, yo, I can really like mess with this as a DJ? Yeah. Like that I can? Yeah. Yeah. I love. Um, See, I think I think it's 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 harder for like hip hop to to stay in the clubs, and like we're dependent on like so Drake. Recently, yeah. it's been rough. Like the last year was pretty bad. No, yeah. you're right, but it's you know? it, yes in terms of like open format shit for sure. Like maybe maybe five hip hop records. No, 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 for you know sure. In terms of like open format shit, you're right, a hundred percent. Yeah, but if you're going to like a fucking bottle service hip hop spot, right? There's plenty of shit. But even the motherfuckers are still complaining a little no, bit. No, for sure. Which yeah. is why you kind of love Afro beats because it's like, yo, you can, this shit is great. It's got tempo. Mm -hmm. Bitches love it. You can get it off anywhere. But no, for sure. Like for the club shit, it has been very, eh, eh. It ain't been Pretty great. Bad, yeah. It ain't been great. I'll tell you that. It's been whatever, for sure. No, nah, I'll give you that all day. Like you said, it's like it's like Drake, like when Future has some. But it's also like, like super gremlin, like you know, it's like there's certain shit, but it's yeah. like yeah, it hasn't been like, there hasn't been like a a an effort to make like universally like club records from hip hop artists. But but usually there's like a movement building in a city, and then it just explodes. It is. It's Memphis. You know what I'm saying? It's Memphis, and it's right now it's Memphis and Detroit. Detroit's on fire right now. Mm. Yeah. So Detroit, you got fucking two, two million up by PZ is huge in the club. I mean, at least the, you know the hip hop like bottle service spots. But Detroit's on fire, and Memphis, Memphis is Glorilla, you know, yeah. and and Moneybag Yo and fucking Annalie Chopper and Yo Gotti and Dolph and Key Glock and fucking we can go on and on and on. Yeah, New yeah. York is bubbling too. 
New York, the yeah. drill shit is on fire. It's yeah. but it's, it hasn't really necessarily like crossed over over here yet. Like some of the shit has, you know, like Pop Smoke was big, but like some of that drill shit in New York, you'll go to New York, you'll go to the club, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? This is crazy. But yo, but it's like New York, like Lola Brooke. Yeah, yeah, right. don't play with it. It's going crazy. Don't play yeah. with it. Yeah, There's a no, lot of that shit. Shit's, that shit's hard as fuck. Coil of Rays popping, starting to cross over a bit. Yeah, the finally got that record. The player's record's cool, for sure. Yeah, no, I think like New York is, uh, the drill shit is really where it's at, you know? So it's like, they got to figure out a way to kind of do what Pop Smoke did with like a Dior record. They're trying to push on 505 as the Nets. Pop- 504, yeah. Four. Fa- well, 504. Well, I said 504. Well, 504 <laughs> was technically <laughs> the first New York Joe rapper to pop. He was popping mm-hmm. before Pop Smoke. So mm-hmm. he's kind of, but he hasn't put out like a club record. If you think of the Say My Names or the fucking New York's, the Alicia That King was the shit. closest, yeah. But those aren't fucking club records. They're mm-hmm. cool radio records, you know? But, you know, yeah, I, I think that you're right. There has been a very, it hasn't been the most inspiring genre for clubs recently especially like open format spots but then the, like the women are delivering like they're dropping the, the, for sure glorilla cardi everybody is yeah. putting shit out mm-hmm. it's all about the women yeah for sure but you know there's always shit like at the end of the day it just depends on where you're at man because again like if we're talking about like from a vegas scope yeah there hasn't been a lot of shit it's been mostly the women delivering the, the club shit for sure or drake or future uh, you know i mean there's very few records for sure yeah like i think you guys just put a list up of uh what was your end of a year end list right yeah, it was yeah. Like the end of the year top by the way you guys are crazy putting kendrick lamar in your most disappointed uh, uh well we didn't vote that was voted by that was, listeners. That was voted yeah, by listeners are full of fucking shit and uh, <laughs> but no but um well you you like you like that album Fuck yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Great great fucking album. What do you mean? It's a great yeah. album. <laughs> it's, I agree. It's a fucking classic. You, you do too? Yeah. That shit's an I mean, impeccable body If you're work. comparing it to Damn, then, you know, but it's still a really, really good album. I think it's an amazing album. I think I had it as number three or four of the year, for sure. I think I had Freddie Gibbs, Pusha T, and then Kendrick. Or Fred, yeah, yeah. Freddie, Pusha, J.I.D., then Kendrick. So what was your number one? Freddie. Freddie. Triple S. And then Pusha T, and then... I think I had J.I.D. Forever Story right before. It was like a tall. All four of those could have been number one. But I love the Kendrick album. How often can you, like when you're in radio and you have to maintain relationships with rappers and artists and everything, how honest can you be about your feedback on their record? Um, in public. So that's interesting, in public, right? Because. Because yeah. if, I, if I was on radio. Right. No, I mean, this I, is what I, don't, I, I don't. I don't know if I would say I hated the Kendrick album. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't do that. I can't. Uh, I've said I hate stuff. Um, I but I, there's just certain motherfuckers you can't talk about like that. What's something that like. you say you hated and somebody looked at you sideways? Sideways? Like, damn, you crazy for that one? See, I don't hate anything, but I would say sideways. I don't know, man. Like a motherfucker, been, like a motherfucker called you. The like, Carter Yo. Four by Little Wayne to me is a steaming pile of dog shit with some good interludes and a couple of good singles. I mean, I can agree with that. There was like some good singles the, on there. Was that the album where Kendrick was crying? That was the album where Tech Nine had a verse. That was Andre cool. had a verse. Uh, it was like there were some cool moments on it, and I, th- I think right above it was the single. Maybe. What uproar? No, 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 no. That's Carter Five. Okay. Carter Four is Carter like, Four was ten years ago. Yeah, uh, it wasn't the best. It's one I'm, I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty fucking. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty fucking uh, critical of like the greats because like guys like Drake, I expect more of. Like, I think Drake hasn't been very vulnerable on a lot of music. Mm. And so I wish he was more vulnerable on songs. I think you're right. 
I think uh, I don't really know how Drake feels about a lot of issues socially. Like he's very like, you don't know how he feels about a lot of stuff going on in the world. And, and he's not very vulnerable as to where like, to me, like a guy like J. Cole or a guy like Kendrick, these guys are like extremely vulnerable on records, which means they're very relatable. To me, Drake is arguably like the top five all time. But not he's not mine personally, but I, I can't be mad at you if you're like, he's number five. I'm like, yeah, sure, you know, whatever. He's the most successful. Well, how did you feel about Honestly Nevermind? I actually liked it because he took a risk, and Drake don't take risks. Mm. He just kind of mails it in. So, like, I actually was like, hey, I'm all for the greatest, well, what, what people would consider to be one of the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. doing some off-the-wall shit. I actually thought it was cool. Mm. Like, I wasn't mad at it. Um... Yeah, but I'm like critical of Drake. I'm critical of uh, Lil Wayne. Uh, shit, me and Drake, I, I met Drake one time, and this was at the, uh, what's the play? Harriet's in, in, in Hollywood at the one hotel. Uh, me and Freddie Gibbs were at uh, the comedy store, and we went across the street to get drinks. And um, this was in like 2021, 2020, 2021. Anyway, I'm arguing with Drake for like three hours. He owes me $50,000. We've talked about it on the podcast. <laughs> Wait, why does he owe you fifty? We, we made an NBA bet. He said that the Suns would not go further than the Warriors that year, and the Suns went to the finals. So he owes me fifty grand. Um, but at that, you could ask Freddie Gibbs, ask Eric LaRock, ask Fred's DJ Ralphie, well, his former DJ. Um, I told Drake because I knew when I introduced myself to Drake, he said, "Oh, I know exactly who you are," and I was like, "Oh." He knows because I've kind of been on his head for a while. Not like disrespectfully, but I've always said I don't think Drake has a classic album. Hmm. Now, I might think he has. Uh. No, no, no. Listen, I might think Take Care is a classic, but I don't think he's got one of those like consensus. He doesn't have a blueprint. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't have a fucking good kid, Mad City, or an Illmatic, <laughs> or a doggy style, or Get Rich or Die Trying. Take Care is there. No, it's not. No. It's Take not. care of them. No, because if it if it was there, he'd say yes. <laughs> but this, uh, but, but, and I'd say yes. I think it's a classic to me. I think Take no, Care is not, a classic. It's not. It's not. It's but if if you if ran you, a Jake Cole fucking, he doesn't have a, he doesn't have a classic. <laughs> Cole, Cole, Cole has a classic too. No, he doesn't. Twenty fourteen is a classic. It's nah, not a. Cons- it's nah. a classic to me. It's a classic to you. I'm sure he's got more than one classic yeah. to you, fanboy over there. <laughs> yeah, but twenty fourteen is. I think is. And- it's the closest thing he's got to a consensus classic. But it's, to me, he don't got. It ain't Good Kid, Mad City. Nobody in their fucking right mind would tell you if I said the chronic is not a classic. Everyone would look at me and be like, you're fucking stupid. Your opinion doesn't matter. J. Cole don't got one of those. Neither does Drake. Totally agree with you on that. If someone told you Get Rich or Die Trying wasn't a classic, you should not agree with anything else they have to say about hip hop. Or if someone said Illmatic wasn't a classic, you'd be like, you're a fucking idiot. What about Forest Hills Drive is not a classic to you? I think I love top, it. To me, top it is. To, bottom, hey, uh-huh. to me, it is. I love it. But you're saying it's not a... In the culture, it's not heralded like Good Kid Mad City is? <sighs> you know it's true, buddy. I, <laughs> for, for, <laughs> I, I just... It, but I, w- I would say there's a lot of rappers that don't have a classic that is like, like that. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Like, and Drake and J. Cole are, are one of them. Yeah, but Drake has maybe the illest catalog of music. I don't disagree. Drake yeah. is the most successful rapper of all time. But he don't this have that, guy, one, that one album. This guy's got fucking hits. He can go fuck a vert. This month, what? This motherfucker got all the hits. Outside of Good Kid, Mad City in the t- past 10 years, who do you think has a classic? Classic? The way Good Kid, Mad City is. Nobody. 
That's like really hard to come by. That is interesting though, right? Yeah. That that Drake has maybe now, one got, of the best catalogs. There's classics to me though. Like I think I think 2014 Four Seals Drive is Take Care is I think um Yeezus looking back is like a fucking incredible. It's a good one. I think uh I think I personally think Astral World is up there. I don't think Alfredo, Astro. Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist is up there. There's some great albums. Like there's but in terms of like I think Rodeo is more of a classic than Astral World. In terms of hits since Good Kid Mad City, I don't think anybody. Yeah. Okay. Do you think Kanye have a classic album? Of yeah. course. I think Kanye's got the best discography in hip hop. Which one though? What I do you mean? mean? Which shit. one? College. I mean, dropout, which is, late which is a classic of all? Graduation. I think it's everything. Good Kid, Mad City. I think everything up to Dark Twisted Fantasy is a classic. Oh my God! Of course. I think it's I between think graduation and Dark Twisted Fantasy. No, I, you're fucking I, crazy. Late registration is fucking. Yeah, late registration. Yeah, and college dropout. Yeah, I thought late registration was mid. That's my favorite album. Nah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's mid. <laughs> I thought late. If you're talking about all those first four or five that's albums, that's my favorite album. That would be my least favorite. My personal favorite is late registration. Come on, yeah, Cameron snapping on that. What the fuck? More, more than my Dark Twisted Fantasy. No, no, I think my Dark Twisted Fantasy is the greatest album of all time. Period. Hip hop album. I can, yeah. I can. Or I, to me, just album ever. I think it's the best. That should album just ever. put it well together. Like, but my favorite, personal favorite, is Late Registration. But I can admit that my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is better. But my favorite is Late Registration. Interesting. Think about Kanye West changed music. With mm-hmm. 808s and Heartbreaks. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if Drake happens without that album happening. Well, he changed hip-hop. That's not, He changed music over and over. Yeah. Over and over. Like, come on. Like, Kanye's that motherfucker. He almost killed R&B because he made hip-hop uh, rappers. He gave them the ability to sing. I'm vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I like, love like uh, R&B. Listen, I, obviously, Kanye's been a shitbag recently, but he's, he's my favorite artist ever. Are you able to separate, like, the, the music yes, and, and the artist? For yeah. sure. I love R. Kelly. Who's, <laughs> 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 Who's your favorite R&B? It's R. Kelly and it ain't close. Did you, did you listen to the new album? No, no. You didn't? Do you want to? No. You no. don't? I actually haven't liked an R. Kelly song in 20 years. It's been a while. I think the last time I, I liked R. Kelly was <laughs> TP, TP2.com. You didn't like TP3? I don't even You didn't remember. like Chocolate Factory? Oh, Chocolate Factory was yeah, 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 yeah. Chocolate, I, yeah, yeah. Chocolate Factory is the last album for sure that I fucked up. Right, but like, right. I go back and listen to like R and Twelve Play and yeah. the self-titled yeah. shit all the fucking time. Those are my three albums. Like that double album, that R, R and Kelly crazy. with Woman Fed Up on shit, it. Yeah. Oh, Woman Fed Up. Is- oh my god, and Half on a Baby. Oh, yeah. now I don't, I don't like to think about who he's talking about. <laughs> that's the hard part. <laughs> Separate the man from the art. Uh, yes, and that's and it's hard to do that more and more these days. But you know. The more transparent, I mean, look, this guy was a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. He deserves to probably get fucking executed. He's a terrible guy. He was raping bitches and shit, peeing on him. Terrible fucking guy. The worst scum of the earth. He has some good music, though. And, and, there's another artist out there who's been accused of some pretty crazy shit. Don't say it. Michael Jackson. Don't say it. <laughs> I knew he was going to say it. That's, that's my favorite artist of all time. As, 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 and, that's, and that's okay. Now, this is my problem, right? There's people out here still getting Michael Jackson tattoos. Now, this is the thing. I got, I got to just ask the question, right? If I'm looking at you in the fucking face and I say, what do you think the percentage chance is that Michael Jackson dug his tongue in an eight-year-old's asshole and you say more than 1% and you still get the tattoo, I got to question your fucking, your judgment. Because he definitely was doing some fuck shit for sure. The kids described his dick. 
Ain't no kid on this fucking planet could describe my dick. That's all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Rest in peace to the king of pop. <laughs> Love, hey, great artist. Hey, but yeah, was, but you don't believe none of that shit. He was never convicted of anything, and it was on but his ass kid des- for years. Did a kid years. describe his dick, though? Yeah, then Okay, okay. But, but then yeah, his, his parents take the money? Yes, they did. No, no, no. And then they realized- The parents that, are worse than him, for yeah. sure, because they were like- I mean, did you hear about Leah's uh, parents? Yeah, the Leah shit's fucked. I, I'm, I'm hearing no, no, about no, that no, also I'm now, listen, too. The fact you said yes, but the parents took the money. See, that the parents not <laughs> you cannot factor the parents being pieces of shit into the fact that Michael Jackson also probably pulled his cock out in front of some kids. Now look at Nevis face. Again, <laughs> you should be able to enjoy his music because he is an icon and he's fucking amazing. Shout out mm-hmm. to Michael Jackson. Quite not not as not as talented as Prince, obviously. But very good. Facts. Shout out to Michael Jackson. I mean, the Facts great. The I, think, I think the difference with Michael Jackson is when you listen to the music, it's completely different. It's different because of the the subject matter exactly. isn't necessarily. But when you R. listen, Kelly, yeah, R. Kelly, you're like, ooh, my mind. Yeah, what was that? About? <laughs> yeah. So uh, shout out to Michael Jackson. My thing Michael is Michael Jackson has some suspect lyrics. All I know is like, I know what, butt, I know people mine? with Michael Jackson <laughs> tattoos. <laughs> I know people with Michael Jackson tattoos, and I've had to be like, hey. Don't you think there's a chance? Two percent that you got a child, a child molester on your fucking body for the rest of your life. Hey, God bless you. you know. It's tough. Listen, I have an Arizona Cardinals tattoo on my chest, so I have no one to fucking talk. To. They've been abusing <laughs> where, me since like, I was where, a child. Where, where is it? <laughs> Shit, I lost the. I mean, I, I kind of want to bet, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think it would like you know. I think at some point people got to realize that. Like humans are fucking flawed, and the more money they make, they're flawed. But fucking kids, I know, I know, of it's course, fucking kids, bruh. But you, you gotta realize when motherfuckers make more money and they become more famous, they don't become better people most of the time. Listen, there's a yeah. a huge discussion to be had about like Michael Jackson's upbringing and how he was deprived of oh, his yeah, childhood, 100%, and yeah. how his dad was a piece of shit for sure. I'm not saying that there wasn't like a bunch of social situations that probably made him the way he was. Well, R. Allegedly. Kelly, R. Kelly the same way. He was molested. Yeah, for sure. So my thing is, is like, yes, all of that, like there's context to like why Michael Jackson was the way he was, why he had never landed. It right. doesn't justify. But it actually. doesn't justify. Right, right. Eating the little boy's ass. <laughs> Alleg- allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Never been convicted. Allegedly. allegedly eating a little boy's ass. I, I thought, yo, I thought the Aaliyah shit was crazy. The family taking crazy. the royalties. All yeah, of their man. families yeah. are fucked. For R. Kelly's record. Definitely. Man. Like all those kids' families that let m- their kids go to Neverland Ranch and sleep in a fucking bed with their fucking grown ass man are fucking worse than he is. Well, they're close to worse. They're the same. And the R. Kelly shit is fucking crazy. Like it's crazy to think like that Aaliyah, one of our like most celebrated, like, R&B songstresses like she passed away way too soon just the situation she was in she was fucking married to a grown ass man bro who from what I just heard recently uh, one of the girls on Surviving R. Kelly said that she watched sex tapes with Aaliyah and like that's fucked that dude's terrible he should like if he got shanked in the neck tomorrow I would probably feel a little better with that being said 12 play self-titled and R yeah they're not. They're not. I'm not. I'm not gonna stop listening to that. TP two. You gotta put TP two. TP two. But I mean, dude, R is my one. Here's the saddest thing. We're talking about this on Leah's birthday. Oh shit. Damn. Damn. Rest in peace. Way to point that shit out, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to our, I love Leah, man. I'm so glad that uh, her music's back on all the uh, DSPs. streaming platforms. I actually, yeah. I actually got a question. Yeah. You, you know, interviewed PNB Rock. 
Yeah, was a that, few times. Was that the last time you did it? Was that the week everything happened? No, 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 no. It was about four months prior to him dying. Okay. Four or five months. Uh, no, nah, but yeah, uh, I saw him because he would record at my studio a lot. Um, so I probably saw him uh, three weeks before he passed. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I had a good relationship with him. Um, he was He would always book my studio. And uh, I interviewed him three or four times over the years. When the PS5s drop, I pulled up on him and sold him a few. Um, so, yeah, he was a good dude, man. Fucking solid dude. It sucks because I've interviewed so many people now that, I, like, that are dead. Yeah. You know, it's sad, man. What, what, do you, um, what do you think is going on with the... Uh, with people dying? Yeah. Um, I just, Hip-hop. dude, fucking rap is a, it's a dangerous sport. And I think, unfortunately, drugs uh, have been celebrated in hip-hop a lot. So a lot of people are overdosing. Juice World overdosed. Right, right, right. Um, you know, Lil Peep overdosed. Mike Miller. There's like a culture that is like a lot of managers and like yes men like look away from because they want to be near the rapper. Like someone like Mac Miller, man. Fuck, that was my guy. One of the most talented motherfuckers. Super nice time. guy. Just one of the most just elite artists we've ever had. Oh, yeah, dude. Di- dead before his time. And then on the violent side, you know, people are just, you know, um, shit, man. It's been rough because you got to think we lost a lot of people during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And during the pandemic, people have gotten a lot hungrier. And and the one thing is, is like, if you show your shit off, there's someone out there watching, man, that's trying to hit a lick. So you just got to be careful. I don't think there's anything like specifically that you could like point at, like, this is why more people are dying. I just think that, you know, you know, you look at a guy like, like uh, Nipsey, like uh, Nipsey dying in his, his, on his corner that he owned, you know, in front of his store. That's a freak incident that nobody could foresee. There's no, like, thing you can point at and be like, this is the bigger problem why Nipsey died. Like, no, it was a freak incident that happened, you know? Same thing with Dolph, you know what I mean? Like, Dolph, granted, had a lot of beef in, in Memphis. Yeah, yeah. But Dolph was moving with a lot of grace and, like, positivity. Um, and, like, to be fair, like, maybe you're a little too comfortable if you're moving around where you're from because like he was by himself mm-hmm. and he probably should have not been moving around that way you know mm-hmm. but like hindsight's 2020 20, man but kind of the same with nipsey is like, exactly right? it's like dude you're where you're from so you're most comfortable so i just think like it's just been like a spiral of like dude the shit that happened with king vaughn like he got into a physical altercation it's on fucking film mm-hmm. him and his boys were beefing with Quando rondo they fucking were scrapping and someone pulled out a fucking gun and shot him so it's like, this is some shit that, like, I do feel like the younger generation is quicker to shoot somebody than, like, fight them. And I think that's, that is one thing you could probably say. Like, there's, for whatever reason, death has been desensitized to a lot of these younger dudes. It's not that big of a deal anymore. It's to where I feel like back in the day, if, like, you were like, yo, you would hear people getting jumped, but you wouldn't hear people getting shot. Yeah. You know, it's like the opposite, you know? Do you do you see yourself kind of like, uh, you know, you're saying motherfuckers get too comfortable? Do you see, like, do you have to check yourself a little bit? I mean, for the most part, dude, I'm the most low-key human being alive. Mm. I am very, I don't wear jewelry. I, do, I mean, I just, just fucking gun to my head, had to buy a nice car. Otherwise, I was going to have a stupid tax bill. And I didn't even buy, like, I bought a fucking 2023 Tahoe. Because I was like, my, my CPA was like, you have to, s- before the end of the year, this right. was like December fucking 15th. She's like, look, go find a fucking car 
that's 6,000 pounds. Right. That's like about $100,000. And I was like, fuck. I'm very low key, dude. Super low key. I don't give a fuck about cars. I don't give a fuck about jewelry. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. And outside of that time, I got hit, which is crazy because I never carry cash like that. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, I'm super, super, and I try to tell artists when they come to town, like there's artists who come to my podcast and they'll just be hanging out on the corner in North Hollywood with all their shit on. And I'm like, guys, get in here, dude. What the fuck are y'all doing? Mm. Like, mm. I definitely am very conscious about that shit. And I'm not the guy, I shouldn't be that conscious about that shit. Because if you've robbed me, you're just going to get an iPhone and some debit cards that I'm going to cancel. So it's like, <laughs> like here, buddy, I'm going to, you know, you can even, ha I won't even track it, whatever, take it, you know, like, uh, but, uh. Yeah, I mean, I'm very self-conscious about that shit for sure, you know, like, um, but I'm I'm also, if someone wanted to rob me, they'd be very disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sure. I don't have anything they really would want. Um, again, if you want some dunks or something. Yeah, <laughs> I was say just the dunks. Like, what do you want? Like, sure, here, take it, dude. You know, this belt, uh, I have a Louis Vuitton belt on. I got it from Canal Street, dude. It was $20. <laughs> it's bootleg. Oh, for sure. I was in New York like two months ago, and it wasn't even Canal Street. It was a fucking Times Square. These Nigerians are turned up over there. Shout out to them. These motherfuckers had everything on the street. And I was like, yo, this is, because I used to sell this shit at the swap meet. That's how I got my name back in the day. So I used to get shit from China and then flip it at the swap meet. When I was you used to sell bootleg dunks, right? Back, yeah, in, the back in the day. Oh, yeah, I got banned on eBay. Uh, but... I was just like so impressed by the, the quality of the shit. No, let me support these guys. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, damn. He was like 25. I was like, what about 20, bro? He was like, yeah. I was like, let me get two of them. <laughs> yeah. So if you see me with a Louis Vuitton belt, just know it's not real. Still keeping it bootleg. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Why the fuck would I? This is a good belt I got on. This shit is legit, bro. This shit was $20. That shit looks real, man. Of course it does. <laughs> I, don't know. 20? I don't know. That's it. Let me see. Yeah, I'll just take it off. You guys can get it for the camera. This, this, shit, legit, is, man. this shit is legit as fuck. That's what? how you got your name, though, right? Selling bootleg shit? Bro, look at this God shit, damn. bro. This shit I mean, is, this does look like This shit was 20 fucking bucks. Damn. So, like, come and rob me for my fake Louis belt. And uh, the dunks know? are real, though, right? Yeah, the dunks are. I don't do the fake shoes no more. Uh, but, <laughs> but but back in the day, I used to get you know the OGSB wave, yeah. like the Tiffany dunks and the what the dunks. Oh, I was getting those off on eBay for about six months before they banned my account. Shit. Yeah. But my one of my PayPal's like my main like email address. I'm still banned on PayPal because of that shit from like 15 years ago. Damn. Yeah. Nike talking. <laughs> Still keeping it bootleg after all this yeah, time. What the fuck? I'm like, I might as well support this lovely Nigerian man. <laughs> I'd rather do that than support the fucking the Louis. The I mean, but I'm you know, my wife has purses. I buy her shit, you know, for Christmas. She it's need, all real. she needs the real shit. Though. Yeah, I'm not gonna have my wife out here looking crazy. But me, yeah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Yo, Kev, do you have anything you wanna you wanna uh, uh what do you call it? You know, plug or anything? Um just uh check out the podcast. Um the sh radio shows all over the place. Um, we just opened a new nightclub in Scottsdale called Eleven Eleven. That's been doing really good. We we had our first night on New Year's Eve. Um, where where are you guys around? Are you guys around? We're in Old Town, so we're like right in the mix of all the spots. We're actually uh, the only uh, club in Old Town with our own parking lot, so it's been going really good. Um, so yeah, we got the club going. Um, yeah, the radio shows just keeping on growing. I got I the merch line. Yeah, I got my artist Alexis, who's doing really good, dope shit. Um, bunch of producers I manage. Um, got a well, I, I got a recording studio in North Hollywood. I'm currently I just bought a bigger spot, so we're about to move 
everything. That's what I've been working on all week. It was just like fucking drywall and buying floors and shit. So I'm going to have like a new studio grand opening wow. soon. Um, Are you going to like focus more on like, uh, you know, music production or no, like no, developing man. artists and stuff? Yeah, no. developing artists. Yeah. But like me actually making beats? No, oh, no, no. God, no. God, no. No. Like I might, you know, everybody like, you, you know, I, I always like I put out a few singles, I like, guess, bootleg Kev and just put artists on them, you know. Mm -hmm. But like uh, everybody's like kind of trying to hit, hit me to do that shit. Um, I might do something like that. But like, like with, with like some like dope underground shit like some like like our labels hitting you up they want like a compilation album from Bootleg well you know Club. i work with empire so mm -hmm. um i handle all their content shit so shout out to above all go follow them on youtube i mean like i could do an album with empire or something and it would be super easy but you know yeah i would just say just keep checking out the podcast um and yeah the radio show is going crazy um the podcast is great by the way yeah and it's I, cool I, man you know we have fun um you know we, we um definitely have had some pretty crazy tight ill moments for sure yeah 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 fun. and you're continuously uh you know pushing out the content and the clips i see it all the time yeah dude it's and a fucking full-time i mean you guys know right i know what do you guys do once a week we do like twice a week that's you're, dope you're yeah. like multiple times a day i think I feel yeah like, like right? we drop a freestyle every friday and then we drop fucking two to three interviews a week sometimes five it just depends and then then we got to put out all the social clips every interview's got at least like six or seven clips that we make reels out of and then every time we drop an interview we drop clips on youtube separately and it's it's a fucking mission to push out content at the rate we do and i only got one dude you know i got two guys my guy cyrus who like sets up the cameras and switches them and then my dude eric larock handles all the chopping them up and clips and and all that shit it's crazy what you built and you control all of it and you, you know yeah so? yeah for sure man like and five years ago what would you have thought it was it was gonna um, be like this? i mean i would say that i this was always kind of my goal mm. um but yeah dude i mean goals change you know there was like fucking you probably could have talked to me five years ago and i would have been like man i just want to be doing mornings or i want to do like i want to be a program director or something and like that wouldn't have been five years ago. That would probably been like eight years ago. But, uh, you know, I think that like just the ability to kind of adapt. I've always done the online content, you know, um, but it was kind of always for radio stations. Mm -hmm. You know, like so like it going like real 92.3's channel or sometimes mine, you know, but like I'd always kind of like bust my ass for other people's shit that I didn't really own. So it's like I want to bust, bust. I mean, I'm a hard worker, you know, so it's like good to put that work ethic towards my own shit and see it work. And, um, you know, it's dope. Uh, the radio show shit has been super fun, too. Just, you know, my co-host James is, like, super fucking popping IG comedian. He won The Circle Netflix season three. Um, but he's hilarious. Like, but he had always been at the radio station on the street team. Never had a chance to be on the air. So when I was like, I, I need a co-host, I was like, man, James was funny. And he never had, like, that shot to kind of be put on the air. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... Um, I approached him, and then we've been doing it since March of 2021. So it'll be two years in March. Crazy. Yeah. So yeah, man, everything's you know kind of going in the right direction. Um, and uh, I'm back on the radio in like every city I've ever been in, except Boise, but like Vegas, Tampa, Phoenix, LA, like all those markets. Like I either got fired from or just left. I'm back on the air there. So it's kind of tight to be on the radio in Vegas, even though like, oh, I didn't tell you guys my quit quitting Vegas story. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I said that earlier. Yeah. So KVEG, Hot 97.5 in Vegas. So 
there was a situation in which I was doing a afternoons there and uh, my old radio station in Phoenix was trying to hire me. And I said, no, because I liked Vegas. I just bought a house there. My mortgage was like $700. And I was like super tapped in with the hip hop culture. I just loved Vegas. So um, they kept calling me, man. Was this Mikey Fuentes was, you know, me and him were talking about getting me back to Phoenix. And eventually like, I was just like, nah, I'm straight. And this chick Sharita at the time was, she was a, you know, she could have been a, you know, not, not the nicest person. So I had a, it was Labor Day weekend. No. What's the one in May? Uh, Memorial, Memorial Day. Day. Memorial Day weekend, 2012. And on that Friday, I'm driving to the radio station in the swag wire, my guy, baby Joel, we used to call it. I had a fucked up uh, Oldsmobile Alero that was fucked up. I pulled bitches in this car. The hoopty. Oh, my God. So my tire blows on the fucking freeway on the 15 on my way to the station. I, this is, it's hot as fuck. It's like Memorial Day weekend. It's yeah. fucking hot. 110, 115. So I changed my tire. I got a white shirt on. I'm all fucked up, sweaty, fucking tire juice all over me, whatever. So I get to the radio station and maybe like 15 minutes after my shift starts. I'm late. Now, mind you, I just turned down a position to leave. I decided to stay there and deal with this crazy woman. But I liked Vegas that much. So I get there. She's waiting in the studio for me, Sharita Salisbury. And she says, yo, you're late. There's, I'm like, I blew my tire. Look at me. I fucking look crazy right now. I'm sweating like a whore in church. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she, I don't give a fuck. I'm finding you $250 off your paycheck. It's not negotiable. And she leaves the studio. And I go into her fucking office and I'm like yo can we talk about this like I have a donut on my car outside like what the fuck is going on here and she said to me I'm finding you and there's nothing you can do about it because she pretty much alluded to the fact that her and the radio station were how I fed my son mm. and I was like what the fuck this bitch got me fucked up and the only reason I didn't quit at that very moment is because I had an interview with Ludacris scheduled for that Sunday. And I was like, I want to interview Ludacris. So at Hot 97.5, every full-time jock works six days live a week because it's a fucking slave ship and they don't care about their employees. So I had a Sunday shift. Before my shift started, Ludacris came by, did an interview with Ludacris, and did my Sunday shift after uh, knowing I was quitting. I called the other radio station and I said, hey, is that offer still valid? And he was like, yeah. I was like, I'm taking it. So I do my Sunday shift. Might have been even on a Saturday. But I do my shift. After interviewing Ludacris, Mr. Bob is on right after me. Mr. Bob's a Vegas legend. Mm -hmm. uh, so Mr. Bob, at the end of the shift, we do like a cross-promotion break. Like he's on and I'm on. And I'm like, yo, Mr. Bob's coming up. Yo, Mr. Bob, what you got coming up next? I got fucking tickets to suck my dick, whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and i was like hey just want to let everybody know and mind you nobody gets to quit in in radio nobody you get fired you cannot quit especially on the fucking radio that doesn't happen oh, like no. ever so i said hey i just want to thank everybody who's listening to me in vegas i love you guys so much thank you to sharita salisbury for the opportunity to kill it in the afternoons this whole time 
I love it here. I'm always going to support the local hip hop scene here. But this is the last time you guys will ever hear me on this radio station because I just resigned. And Mr. Bob is like, <laughs> no idea what the fuck it'd say because he still works there. Yeah, yeah. She was like, hey, man, Kevin's been real, man. Well, shit. And as soon as I turned the mic off, I hit send on my resignation email. Oh. And that's a lot. Then I was out, bro. And then me and her didn't talk for like shit a year and a half or two. And then I saw her at South by Southwest and we ended up making up. And she was like, you really made something of yourself. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> and then like I got her into my showcase because I had like a crazy showcase at South by and I like had her backstage. I was like, you're good, Shereen. I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, like, but yeah, that's a wild. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I quit. Oh my God. But I got to quit on the radio. No one ever got to get really like quit on the radio. Did she ever tell you she low key kind of respected, you know? I don't know, do no, but no she thing? in her way she did. Yeah, that's why I got love for Sharita because Sharita like would stab you while she was looking at you, not in your back. Mm -hmm. so she'd be like, "I'm gonna shoot you in the face if you don't do this." So you can either figure that shit out, but she you wouldn't. It's not like you wouldn't see it coming if she fucked you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I could at least respect that about her, and like for someone who was put in the situation she was put in, she did probably as good as she could have did. You know, <laughs> and she helped change my life. Yeah. Fucking Salisbury, man. <laughs> Yo, Kev. Yeah. Can I just say what you what you built and where you are right now? You know, from from what two three years ago. Thank you, man. I, I'm just like we're all really impressed and appreciate yeah, it, man. and I love it, man. Thank you, guys. And uh, yeah, yeah, we're looking. I, I can't wait to see. You know what else you're gonna do? We got to do part two. We didn't get to nothing in this fucking thing. Really? Right, yeah. Oh, more? yeah. Oh, shit, man. We got so much more to talk about. Oh, we'll take shrooms. Next, on the, next, next, the next LA trip, then. The next time we're gonna eat shrooms. Do all you guys shrooms. do shrooms? I've never done it, but I'll do I've it with you. Never done it. You're the Godfather. Really, Kev. Thanks for coming yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, Finally, you, man. yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks for tuning into the Road Podcast. Don't forget, every Wednesday we have new episodes on all major streaming platforms, and every Thursday the video versions go up on our YouTube page. Please subscribe to our channel, YouTube.com/slash Road Podcast, and to find exclusive clips of the pod, please visit YouTube.com/slash DJ City. And we'll see you next Wednesday.